Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, welcome to Current Gen Podcast, episode 27. My name is Tim Nestor. I'm here with Dan, Derek, and our buddy Jeff. Hey, boys. Hi. Hey, Dad. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. Hey, so if you guys haven't... Uh, heard jeff before he was actually uh, a somewhat regular guest at least on some of our game of the year stuff on our previous podcast that derek and i used to do called fathers of the grind so jeff it's good to have you on this iteration of our conversation yeah. thanks for having me i was on the final fantasy episode as well oh, you how i got right. in there i don't know That's how right. i got in there i have no experience i know why it's because we needed, we needed to balance out the negativity yeah. we needed FF7. a newbie's perspective uh, and it yeah. was your first final fantasy right That's right that's right it was so it's so it's good to have you chatting with us again, and we're going to talk about Marvel's Avengers. That'll be kind of our main topic and thing that we dive into in a little while. But before we do any of that, we're going to talk some Nintendo news, um, and there might be one or two other things uh, to, to chat about, but there's not a ton. It's still a very quiet season, in my opinion, when it comes we to We got to talk about RTX. Reveal. That's what we got to talk about. And yeah, Derek's going to actually, and I actually am, I used to not care about this, but I actually really am excited about this new graphics card that was just revealed from NVIDIA. So we'll let Derek give us the rundown on that. Before we get to that stuff, though, uh, we'll start with our guest. So Jeff, anything, any games that you're playing recently or maybe something you've watched that you want to throw out there? Uh, I I played the first, I know the second episode's already dropped in quick fashion. I don't know how, but uh, tell me why. Uh, I played the first. Yeah, they're releasing like one per week for the whole series. That's so nuts to me. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. have time to finish <laughs> time. Like spread them out, guys. That's uh, but I yeah. really, really like the story uh, so far. Tell me why. Um, I yeah, just there's. I feel like there's a lot to latch onto with the characters. Um, it's just if you're comparing it to other like, things that uh, Don't Not has done, like um, Life is Strange, basically. Yeah, one and two, basically. Mm-hmm. The gameplay is a little hollow comparatively. Um, Because you're really just going up to memories and holding A or whatever to get them to start, and uh, and there's no like time change, like time. Not really. There's not really like, hey, Daniel, move that rock, or hey, what's her name from Life is Strange one? How do Uh I blank on her name? Hey, stop time or whatever. There's none of that. Um, Mm. uh, But there is a walking simulator, simulator, as they would say. I'm comfortable with those though. That's kind of my area. Um, I actually enjoy them when, when they have a good story around the walking. <laughs> I'm yeah. okay with those. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you I mean, know, I, I do I like they're the making a Dark Souls story mode for you here pretty soon. So that'll be coming. Oh, up. God, I can't wait <laughs> to never go. beat it. I can't <laughs> wait to never beat like 10 minutes of it. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's enjoyable. I, I actually, I again, I really, really like the story that they're telling and how they're telling everything through flashback. And the thing is with the memories, though, is that you're seeing two different versions of a memory sometimes mm-hmm. where uh, you'll see one twin, the uh, you'll see one twin's memory of a certain whatever situation. And then you'll see the other one where, you know, characters were not being as confrontational as the other twin remembers it. And oh, you'll have God. to decide which memory is the one you're going to go with and pursue 
um, the certain actions in the story. So it's um, a little bit of a uh, she said, they said. I'm trying to be politically correct here. He, he, it's a it's a he. he it's a he said, she said. Okay, so let me ask you this. So with Life is Strange, it was uh, the time travel. It wasn't time travel. It was like time rewind, right? Yeah, you it was just rewind. Yeah, so um, it wasn't really like she was going forward. And time but it had, it had a bunch of like supernatural and sci-fi-esque uh, elements to it because of right. that feature. Does this have supernatural elements to it like that? Yes. Like they okay. have like a twin voice where they okay, talk gotcha. to each other and they're, they're like connected where they can talk to each other in their minds. That's cool. Have a separate conversation. So there is like some of that, but it's just not so the level of life. Telepa- telepathic, right? Is yes. That that yeah. Is? With each other. Okay. And, uh, and they when they, when they view a memory, they can see it together, you know, oh, that's like cool. when one of them has a memory, the other one sees it. It's like a watch um, party in your brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be annoying, though. Like, get out of there, dude. I'm just trying yeah. to watch this really perverted memory yeah, I had when stop, I was in high school. Stop auto-playing <laughs> all your gross. weird videos in my head. I can't close my eyes because we're seeing it in our minds. <laughs> um, I already messed up the first episode, by the way. There was one memory. I just decided to go with the uh, the girl twins memory for some reason because mm-hmm. it just felt like it just felt like the right thing to do. And I just trusted her word because the other twin was kind of like, flaky for three years there's a whole backstory got it um so i just went with hers and hers was the more aggressive way the aggressive approach and i totally shut out one of the story uh um like endings yeah or not endings but like oh you know main bullet points i so i totally I, shut it out from the game and it's it totally almost being it framed like one so it's, it doesn't sound like it's framing it like one's right one's wrong it's just more kind of like which yeah memory you think might be correct and then it just yeah, changes it, the story like it's a very gray area where you're yeah. kind of like oh i don't know i don't know which one to buy um yeah, yeah. you just kind of go with your gut i guess yeah, yeah it's it's a it's it's a good it's a good play it's a good uh so far very what was that it's gonna be three episodes i think is that correct yes. yeah okay. it seems like it's gonna be a shorter one well, I know it's on uh, Game Pass, so I've yeah, got that's episode, how I yeah. yeah, I've got episode one downloaded. I just haven't uh, jumped into it yet, but I do plan on it. I do plan on yeah. it because um, there's other than Avengers, which has been a surprise game for me. I've enjoyed. I didn't expect to even play it, let alone enjoy it. Um, but other oh, I didn't than even that, know you were. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't planning on it, but um, we'll get into that later. Uh, but other than that, there's not a lot in September specifically for me that I'm excited about. I know others are excited about some stuff. So. Yeah, King- Kingdoms of Whatever. I'll probably uh, spend some time on Tell Me Why, so that'll be good. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, those are my type of games too. So like, I like knowing how long a game is going to be, and like, it's in brief sections, and I I know I can beat it. It's not like like Control is another game I've been playing, trying to yeah. beat because I didn't beat it last year. I've been Oof. kicking myself for that. So um, good. So good. I know I know it's good, but like I'm I'm sitting there playing it. Like, how long is this game? Like, I just yeah, I, know. I know I go crazy when I I don't know how long a thing is and and where I am and beating. Can it. I just chime in on that real quick? I wasn't going to talk about control, but I'm enjoying it more this time. I'm treating mm-hmm. it like when I watched through X Files back in the day or like Fringe or something. Now I'm it feels looking, like that. Yeah, I'm looking for all the clues in this wacky story that on first that first blush makes little to no sense. And it's just like, what is happening? Is this real? Is this not real? And then, of yeah. course, you include the Alan Wake piece, which we've talked about before. And it's like, is this all part of a story of his? Or yeah. what, is he part of this control experiment? So it's all, I have no idea exactly where it all lands, but I'm treating it more like one of those shows. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it. Instead of trying to power through it for a game of the year discussion, I'm just playing it in between stuff. And well, That really secondary thing it. adds to it having that other universe coming in and it's like well what's the angle here you know is which one is inside which universe so right that's how i'm playing it too where it's kind of in between certain Mm -hmm. things 
Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, Tony Hawk is another one that I've been. Uh, I actually only played like one park so far because I was waiting for a friend to jump on so we could try Avengers multiplayer. So now um, is this uh, a rehash of a game you played back in the day? Were you a Tony Hawk fan? Yes. Yeah, I was. But I realized playing just one park. Actually, I played a little bit of the second park too, uh, from the first game. Um, I realized that I must have cheats enabled because I'm horrible at the game. I'm completely horrible. You're just rusty. You're just rusty. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just falling all the time, and I can't hit any of the high scores. I am just yeah. so bad. Uh, yeah, and for sure, it, it, even Tony says it at the beginning, like you know, it's going to take practice. Uh, <laughs> you got um, the encouragement from Tony. That's yeah. good. We're on first name basis. We're good. We're good like that. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hawk. What a nice Thanks, guy. Anthony. What a nice young man. Anthony Hawk. Anthony, Anthony Falcon. Anthony Hawk. <laughs> hey, Derek, you're playing that game too, right? You're playing Tony Hawk? I thought you said I, Well, I was, I was supposed to. I, I played like five minutes of the tutorial. I was like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to learn this again. So. Okay, so Anthony didn't contact you directly. Got Anthony. On. <laughs> Yeah. Anthony was probably disappointed in me. But yeah, yeah, for sure. He's like, really? Sure. You can't get through the tutorial? Like, you have a podcast? You, you do a gaming podcast and you don't want to get through You also tutorial? played this like 20, 25 years ago? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. Like, obviously, I don't have much to say about, like, well, the game other than, you know, my memories of it. But when you first booted up, I'm playing on the Xbox One X. Uh, which is, I think, I'm pretty sure it's native 4K, and then I know yeah. for sure it's 60 frames per second. It looks really good, and it's yeah, real smooth. It controls very smooth. Hmm. It, it was like I could tell right away. I was like, oh, man, this is a really good port. And as soon as, yeah. like, Rage Rage Against the Machine song kicks in, yeah. like, in the intro, like, the title, Dude. I was like, oh, yes. man. Memories. Took me really? way back. Yeah. So you, you guys are getting like the full 90s feels. Coming yeah. Back. It, it's uh, Gorilla Radio is the song. Uh, yeah, Lights out, Gorilla Radio. Uh, and oh. it's like, oh, man, I'm back in sure, middle school. You sure you like that, Jeff? You sure you like that song? <laughs> did, no. you, uh, did you guys Not pull anymore. out some, some old Surge, cans of Surge, and maybe some Doritos? <laughs> some, some Mountain Dew, Code Red. And, uh, <laughs> Code Red, yeah. Jeff, Jeff plans on disabling all the songs in that game and then just playing. Like, yeah, no, they're, ter- they're terrible. Yeah, and just playing Hamilton over it. Yeah, <laughs> anything that has any sort of Alexander Hamilton being oh. muted. Hey, listen, before we go to stuff dance plan, Jeff, I got to ask you this because I saw you post about this, and you said I heard Hamilton, so I thought of Disney Plus. You posted that you watched Mulan overall, yes. like your your thirty second takeaway from Mulan. Do you recommend oh. it? The good, the bad. Um. It's decent. I, I don't really have the attachment with the animated version that everybody else does. I actually watched it like a month ago for the first time. So um, oh, okay. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, Eddie Murphy adds a lot to it. Um, he, yeah, he, t- he takes and a pretty boring movie and makes it Disney. Yeah, it's pretty exciting and funny. He's funny in it. He is funny, like yeah. There's so much banter in there that's, that's totally missing from the remake. Um, He's a solid character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there's... Uh, it's it's got some really good visuals and some the set design is just insane. Like I, it clearly it had a budget. Is um, it really like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Mulan, like I've been hearing about? Yeah, yes. There's a lot of wire foo in it, and oh. I'm not a huge fan of those. Um, yeah, especially when you go into a movie thinking it's going to be hyper serious, like they, right. they felt like it was going to be from the trailers. 
You know, the only movie that I've watched and I've actually rewatched several times that I was okay with that high flying stuff was the uh, House of Flying Daggers. Yeah, and that and that's because that movie had just a friggin' awesome storyline and love story and tragic stuff going on. But anyway, I, I I've never been a big Hero fan like that of that too with Jet Li. I think Hero was like that a little bit. Yeah, Hero was I like love that. that movie. So mm-hmm. I mean. It yeah. works in some movies and doesn't in others. It just felt like this one was going to, for a more serious tone. And they had freaking Donnie Yen in it. And you're not yeah, using practical fighting the way that you would expect them to. He had Ip Man in there? Yeah. What the heck, man? He yeah, was like the cool. training training guy or whatever. Well, he was also wasted in the uh, Rogue One movie, but whatever. <laughs> that yeah, is he had like awesome. one really good scene and that was... <laughs> yeah, one, one, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what's about this movie, though, because they kept trying to advertise it as like they're not making it like the uh, animated one at all. It's going to be serious mm-hmm. and like grounded. It's more based off of the actual history of like right. these characters. Like Some saying, of the action's really silly, though. I mean, you'll see you'll see cartoonish stuff in it, regardless of how serious it's trying to be. Like, there's a lot of arrow catching in it, like mid arrow oh. fight, and you're like, "Oh, you haven't done right. that before." <laughs> come on, come on, Jeff. Not personally, I'm not very well versed in no. that skill set, but I mean, uh, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. But you should work on it. I'll bring my now. I have no reason to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is that I we were talking about all the Disney remakes, my wife and I, and. You know, they did the Jungle Book and the Lion King and Aladdin, and they're most of them, outside of a few variations, are almost shot for shot remakes, just in like a more realistic yeah. setting or live action or whatever. And Jumbo so, it's one just, they change quite a bit. That one's actually pretty decent. Which one? Dumbo. Dumbo's pretty oh, decent. D- Dumbo. Oh, okay. oh I, I have here at Elmo, and I was like, that's not a Disney yeah. property. And Elmo, off, what would that be? <laughs> Elmo, Elmo makes a cameo. It doesn't make any sense. It's fine. <laughs> Dumbo is very different, but I don't know if that's for the better. Yeah. Dude, it's got to be for the better. The old cartoon was, I mean, they were on well, some that's serious that's LSD when yeah. they made that original like, one. They throw yeah. in an entire like section that was not in the movie, like the original whatsoever. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that the the, the, the creative pretty... the creative sessions with the, the original Dumbo were very much yeah. like when Joe Rogan interviewed Post Malone. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. very crazy i liked uh, jungle book though that was a good one and it didn't feel shot because that one's so old right and well christopher walken and bill murray were just brilliant with for the yeah. voices the two those two of the characters Agreed. anyway oh, yeah that, that was perfect uh mr freitas what are you playing these days uh well tim uh there's been a battle inside of me <gasps> that's been raging this week a battle oh, the battle oh yeah <laughs> god damn it you ruined my fucking god damn it you son of a bee. I've been playing a couple of Battle Royale games, which is not really my style. Okay. Um, so one, an older one, or actually I think the original Battle Royale game, PUBG, that's like the first one that was ever really a thing, right? I don't I know if that's true, but that was one of the first popular ones. Yeah, or at least yeah, one of them. It was like the first one that like branched off and got gotcha. made a name for it. Okay. I think they took it from Daisy or something. Got it. Okay. Well, I never played PUBG before, and it's uh, this month uh, place, one of the free PlayStation Plus games of September. So I downloaded that, and then a, um, a new one that just came out, I think actually just literally a couple of days ago. It's called uh, Spellbreak. Yeah. Um, I didn't that know one... that was Battle Royale, though. What? I didn't know that was a battle royale. Yeah. Well, that's actually what's interesting about it. So PUBG is like your typical, like you're a person with guns running around and, the, you know, the the ring is shrinking, so so on and so forth. Everyone gets what battle royales are. Um, but Spellbreak is unique because you're actually essentially like a wizard and you have um, elemental gauntlets and that's what you're using as your weapons. 
So when you start a match, you can choose between, I think it's six elements. So if you choose fire, you have a fire gauntlet. That's what you start the match off with. Once you hit the ground, you can find other gauntlets, and that's what you put on your other arm. Um, and then what's really cool is you can actually mix the elements. So when they're actually doing the tutorial, um, if you throw down like, um, so if you choose the toxic element, element, and then you throw fire at it, it makes like this sort of like toxic fire, like tornado thing. So if you catch somebody in that, you're going to do a bunch of damage, like way more damage than if you just did it separately. Mm. Um, And then you can sort of like levitate for a bit. There's like a little meter. So when that runs out, then you fall back down to the ground. So you can kind of almost like propel yourself. Like if you had like a jetpack that only had like a little bit of fuel, you can kind of hover along. Um, Yeah, but typical battle royale where the ring is shrinking. So you're in a party of three and you're obviously just trying to make it to the to the end. They don't have solo matches yet. It's just squads. Hmm. Um, but it's so actually really with random, random folks. Yeah. I mean, or you could obviously, you know, play with, play with friends. Um, but it's actually really fun. I, I've actually been enjoying it quite a bit. I, I even was actually playing a little bit of that on Friday, even when I had Avengers, like I was, hmm. I was playing that and then I popped in Avengers. So, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's, now it's cool. remind me like, so PUBG is free on PS plus. Yeah. I, for some reason, I always thought PUBG was like Fortnite and then it was free to play and then you pay for all kinds of stuff. That one cost money. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. So it's a twenty dollar. Yeah. I so then, so. do they give away more than a normal free to play battle royale does? Then, do they give you more? I think that's just that. That was, I guess, their style. Like what they they're selling it as an actual game. Like when it came out. Oh, maybe like, do they do less of the microtransactions then? I don't know because Fortnite's just. I think so. Them. I think there's more in game stuff, but okay. I. I mean, I played it a good amount on PC, but that was at like launch. Right. I haven't played it in a few years. I don't. Yeah. I That's know a, it's died down a lot compared to other yeah. ones because, like you said, it's pay to play. Whereas Fortnite and all that, yeah, they charge you for up, like you know skin stuff, which all the kids want. Like Eli yep. was just asking me for twelve dollars today. I'm like, my Why? son just spent but money today on it. Yep. Well, because uh, they got this Hulk axe, and you know, <laughs> instead of an axe, it's uh, like a Hulk gloves. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny though is like PUBG does have stuff like that, but you're also paying for it. Um, yeah. And 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 the main reason why I wanted to mostly go into detail about Spell Break is because I only played a couple rounds of PUBG, and it's like this is fine, but like I see why Fortnite's on top because Fortnite looks better, it runs better. Um, there's more that you can do in it, like the building aspect mixed with the shooting. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously they've added so much stuff since then. Like I haven't played in months cause I just, I'm not super into Fortnite. Like I, I tried it. It's fun, but like, it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, if I were to it, keep playing a, a battle Royale, like I've tried Fortnite. I've tried PUBG really briefly. Uh, I tried hyperscape that new one that's in beta right now from Ubisoft. Actually, I'm not sure it might be out of beta, but anyway, I tried hyperscape and the only one that really stuck with me was call of duty Warzone. I thought that one was an absolute yeah. blast. And was really, well, really like cool. Call of Duty. And Call of Duty, Call of Duty does play pretty well. So yeah, it's, it it's, you know, it's smooth. It it just works. It clicks. Um, yep. PUBG just yep. like feels old. Like I was playing it. It looks uh, old. It looks like a at least ten, if not fifteen year old game. Um, the color palette is basically brown, dark greens, and grays. Um, the animations at times are kind of clunky. Like I went to jump over a ledge, and like it's like 
you almost stop at the ledge for like a second and then the character climbs over. It's like it's oh, not man. like the smooth transit. It's like what what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Isn't it crazy how much we'll give old games a pass for that, right? Because they hadn't perfected that. But in this day and age, you've got to be smoother than that. Well, right? especially in a multiplayer game like that, right? You're running yeah. around trying not to die. You want to be the last person standing. So well, need- and that's why I appreciate stuff like Hyperscape. I didn't love it, but I think people will enjoy it when they play it because it's so talk about movement like that game is all parkour parkour all across everywhere that's very important you you want to be able to move around as as smoothly as you can so you can get away from anyone's that's you know trying to blow your head off so yeah um but yeah so i I played those and Spellbreak. i would honestly anyone who's into battle royale games i would give Spellbreak a chance it's interesting because again you're just it's at least like it's a fantasy setting and you're using magic instead of guns so it's just a little different and it's free exactly um so yeah, is that one word? I'm gonna look this up. Spell break, yeah, I believe so. Um, it's on like everything. Oh, it's on the Switch too. Yeah. I would I would give it a shot. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing, so I um I actually downloaded this because it it I thought it looked interesting, and my wife thought it looked interesting. She's into like sort of a detective like murder stuff. Um, it's on the Switch. It's called Jenny Leclue Detective Vu. If I'm saying that last word correctly, God, that sounds no, that that does. It sounds horrible. It sounds like something that I've skipped over in the eShop dozens of times. When, well, here's the when thing. Daniel talks about like games he's playing, this podcast becomes so insufferable. Like okay. I can't take this. Well, your existence is insufferable. Just, so just wait till we talk about the RTX 3080. Yeah, you oh, yeah. Say, oh. gonna be a good nap. Yeah, no, that's fine. Let me go take out a loan so I can buy one thing to put in my PC. That's fine. Oh, anyway. Can, I can put something in your So, uh, this game... <laughs> what? What did you say? You could put he something inside... He... My... Yeah, in your PC. We're good. Okay. Keep going. You don't need to put anything inside my anything. So, get away from it. <laughs> so, this game, it actually visually looks really nice. It's got a nice hand, uh, like, you know, hand-drawn aesthetic to it. Um, but it's kind of like your old, your classic, like, uh, click and... Um, what was it? Like, click adventures? Like, kind of yeah. clicking around, trying to solve things. Um, it's got pretty decent voice acting it's pretty solid touch screen controls you said it's on switch oh so you can act so essentially you actually do move your character at certain instances so you can move left to right and you interact with the environment and then you'll get to a certain point where like say you walk up to somebody and they're like asking you something and then you're kind of doing an investigation so you're kind of like looking them up and down and getting the clues and piecing it together um yeah i I think it's actually uh, a pretty pretty fun it's not super long we're only like two hours in i think it's about nine hours when i looked it up um if you're this one on sale they've got a ton of sales right now yeah i think it's i think it's normally 24.99 it was on sale for 20 so if you're into the like old point and click adventures um back on you know back in the pc back in the days then um it's pretty endearing like i said good voice acting um it's got a clever premise the way that they approach the story in the beginning you you think you're just straight up playing this character but it's a little bit different than that there's something else going on so um yeah i like it i think it's interesting we haven't finished it yet so far i know it just gets repetitive like the puzzles and um the solving of the crimes is kind of like like you know how like some of those games like don't make sense it's like oh i found a i found a pot and i need to insert the pot into this thing and then it gives me a gem and i need to put the like none of it actually makes sense like it's not coherent like the clues and none of yeah so far it's not like that like the things do relatively makes sense so 
I was just going to tell you that it's always a risk to use words like insert when you're on a podcast with Derek. Sure. So I'm just saying. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he was trying gotta, to insert something in my PC and I mean, you gotta I, be careful. I got scared. So, you know, it's funny. You're talking about this. It doesn't sound like something I'd want to play, but it does make me interested yet again in grabbing the Phoenix, Wright Ace attorney trilogy. Cause I only yeah. played the first one on the DS way back in the day. And I keep seeing it dropping on sale every once in a while. I think next time it's on sale, I'm going to grab it. Because I think that one does use the touch controls where you go around and investigate all the crime scenes and stuff. But it does have some of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, where yeah. it's like, you found this this sticker on the floor and it's some, some ridiculous connection that sure. you know all you had to do was tap on it. Yeah. Anyway, Nothing whatever. super ridiculous yet. I, I would honestly, if you're into that sort of style of game at all, Tim, I, I would at least watch fun. the trailer. All right. Yeah, I'll do I, I think it's a pretty interesting uh, interesting game so far so i'll check it out i'll check it out uh mr teague before we we won't talk about rtx just yet we'll get to that but any games you're playing this week outside of avengers that you want to touch on uh i would just add from last week i did finish my second playthrough of control um nice i actually finished it the next day so the day like the podcast released everybody i had finished it that morning instead of really focusing on my job i was just playing control. <laughs> sure uh, don't let your bosses hear this show. So, uh, <laughs> she probably thinks I'm hot, so I can get away with it. <laughs> Everyone um, thinks you're hot, Derek. Obviously, everyone. Dude, obviously. there are benefits to being ridiculously good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, oh. neither would I. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, I I finished that, and then I actually started the the DLC, the first one, the Foundation. Um, I probably will finish it i'm not gonna say i like it because it's kind of doing stuff that i don't care about at first when i jumped in i thought the the locale is pretty cool like so you you go to an area you've been in in the game in the main campaign before and there's like a door there now that wasn't there before you unlock the door and then you go into this whole new area and it looks cool like it's like a red cave um and it just it looks super cool, but then they kind of have you doing stuff I didn't care about. But I'm gonna keep playing it, see if I um, enjoy it because I, I already bought it, and I think I played probably an hour and a half, and I think it's just a four four and a half hour um, story or campaign. It's just more of the same. You do unlock um, new abilities and stuff like that, but it's it's more of the same. But that's not a bad thing. We talked about it yeah. last week on the show. Um, if I could go back to last year and, and do the game of the year over again, while I would still criticize how dumb to me the story is, I still think Control is one of the best games to play. Like if you just, I think it is too. If you just play it, and don't worry too much about the nonsense unless you're into it. I get it because I I, w- I used to be into all that nonsense stuff. I rem- I remember when I played Alan Wake, I wanted to understand everything, and I yeah. w- ended up walking away from that a little disappointed too because I was like, I understand nothing. Um, <laughs> that was like the Michael Scott moment. I understand nothing. Yeah, I so- declare bankruptcy. <laughs> so other than that, I don't think I've really been playing anything else that we'll talk about avengers obviously later i only did the tutorial of tony hawk i will try to play it more but yeah but to be honest the game i'm really looking forward to and i don't know why i've already played it and beat it but i really want to get my hands on kingdom of amalur 
um, re-reckoning. It re- it's re-reckoning, yeah. Yeah. I think so it's funny they're naming it that. Yeah. So, re-re. The developers uh, are from Rhode Island, <laughs> but you got to pronounce it like you're from Rhode Island. I lived in Rhode Island. I do whatever I Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amala. Amala. So, <laughs> if you haven't played that game, I highly recommend it. Uh, the the re-reckoning is a, basically, it's a remaster of it. They are, I don't think they're doing too much to it, to be honest with you, and I'll explain to you why. And I'll make it quick so I don't bore everybody. I don't want to be insufferable. But, um... Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> I'm generous, generous of you. <laughs> for $40, you're basically getting a native 4K, 60 frames per second port. And this is on, I think, all consoles except probably your base P- PS4 and Xbox One, but your your Xbox One X, your PS4 Pro, and obviously PC will be able to run it at what I just said it, it's going to be. But they also are going to make some little tweaks to the gameplay. Now, I went back and played the PC version of Kingdom MLR, of MLR that I already own, the, the original, and I think it, it looks good in native 4K and it plays good still. But it definitely feels dated. So I'm hoping the little tweaks that they're making are going to kind of fix some of the jankiness of the game and make it a little bit more fun and more modern to play. If they don't, I'll be very disappointed. Here's why I don't think they're doing much to it. I think this is a money grab to try to um, maybe make a sequel or do something with this IP since THQ paid for it. Um, But basically... They just announced, they hadn't announced it before, they just announced that if you own this game on Steam already, which I do, that you can get 60% off day one. So on um, both both versions. So there's a regular version that's $40, and then there's a Fates Edition, I think it's called, for 55 but everybody would only pay 50 if you pre-order it because it's 10% off right now. But it's $55, and that comes with the game remastered and then in 2021 they're going to release like brand new content that they've never made for it yeah this is uh, another 2012 game that's getting some a complete yeah. remake yeah there's a lot of so, 2012 games it feels like getting remade anyways the fact that they're giving that big of a discount on steam usually points to that the version on pc isn't going to be that different on um, from the version you already have they'll have like little tweaks obviously but that's what kind of made me a little worried. Like, oh, maybe they didn't do as much to this as I wanted them to. But I still want to check it out, play it. Hopefully they did. And if they did, I I, I want to say that this is, if you've never played this game, it's 100% worth getting. I've played it, so that's why I'm a little more hesitant on, you know, how much changes are they going to make? But if you've yeah. never played it or never finished it, I, I would definitely support you guys getting it. It's, it's kind real... of insane that this game even is coming out again with with its history and everything that happened with that developer and Kurt Schilling and Rhode Island. Like the... Well, and that's why I want to support it because yeah. THQ kind of took a risk. Um, I don't know the whole deal, so I'm not going to get into it, but they bought a bunch of IPs. This is one of them. So this is why I said this is probably a money grab, meaning I'm sure they did some work to it, but they're definitely going to try to get as much money out of this as they can. And I'm hoping it's for them to kind of, like, gauge, like, how much do gamers care about this IP? Because there is, like, even on, like, Slick Deals and all these uh, sites that I go to, 
that were posting about the discount and all that stuff for this game and how it's launching at a lower price. Because um, you can buy it on Amazon right now for the PS4 for $32, 32 $33. So it's on sale at certain uh, retail. So anyways, when you go on there, every time I see a post about this game, there's maybe one negative comment out of like 30. Everybody else is like, you got to play this game. It's a great game. So there is a, maybe it's a, a small group, but they're very loud that they love this game. And I'm, I'm part of that group. Like I just, I love this game. I just nice. remember when it came out and I was excited to give it a try because it was a new IP and I was nervous and it reviewed solid. It was like a seven, 7.5. But once I got my hands on it and started playing it, it was very addicting. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, got were, it my, uh, I got it on my list of, uh, uh, games to get for this month for sure. Yeah, what, I, is that I, a I, Xbox game for you, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, the One X for me. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, so there's two strategy games this month that I was hoping to get into. Actually, this weekend even I was hoping to play, but Marvel's Avengers <clears throat> kind of took up most of my time that I've played so far. I, and we still have uh, the re- another half of the weekend to go, which is cool. Uh, I love having Labor Day off, but um, anyway. Yeah. I did download and they're ready to play Crusader Kings 3 and Wasteland 3. Thank you to Game Pass for giving me access to those. I just haven't really tried them yet. I did the opening kind of tutorial opening mission for Wasteland 3, and it's fine. I just, when it comes to those strategy XCOM type games, I prefer XCOM or honestly even Mario plus Ravids, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I'm sure it's great. Wasteland 3 has reviewed incredibly well. Even our buddy Jesse White loves it. So I do want to really give that one a try. Um, even? Meaning but he normally hates games. Even, even Jesse, you know, I mean, <laughs> if Jesse says he likes it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'll give that one a try. But Crusader Kings 3 also looks really cool. It's funny. I was looking at other games in 2012 and Crusader Kings 2 came out that year. So yeah, it's been a while since that. It's just franchise. hard for me to get into those games anymore. Same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'll play them and I'll be like, this is cool. But then I'm like, it's so slow. Like, yeah, I, I think Gears Tactics, and we talked about this when Tim him start playing it which i don't even know if he kept playing it but gears tactics is a quality game like it's really like good me, if you're gonna have a triple a like strategy game like presentation wise gears is it oh, and, so good. They, and they nailed it and yet i couldn't play it the whole time i was playing it, i was like i just want to play gears of war and same thing wasteland i didn't even bother with wasteland 3 because i already tried two and i'm like this is probably pretty cool I've heard how like it's great on like story and decisions and all that, and I'm like, but no, like I can't yeah. play these games. I can't play this. It's I a big commitment. Divinity. Yeah, I can't play the Divinity games. I think they're fun, and I bet you if I actually sat down and went, I'm just playing this game. I'm not gonna play anything else. I'm not gonna be distracted by anything else. I probably would fall in love with it and be posting on every post like Divinity Two is amazing. Dude, we should come up with a list of like our top five games that impress us the most that we know we'll never play and divinity would be on that list i think yeah i think it's a smart game yeah they're great games but uh, speaking of gears tactics i did i did get stuck on the boss in act three or chapter three i forget what they call them in that game but um so i'm stuck on a boss right now i've tried him three times in a row and moved on to other games for the moment but it's still installed i'll go back to it when i feel you know when you hit that frustration wall and you just need to take a break yeah Yeah. that was me with control until they uh you know allowed you to cheat (laughs) <laughs> good hey yeah. yeah i just need a, i just need I a game dying card. at the same boss and i was like oh cool i can control the damage i'm dealt and deal so i just need a uh, I, I just need a game shark for my uh for sure, sure. um but anyway i'll get what, back to that what one what boss I, did you get stuck on jeff 
it was about? I was actually early. I don't even have levitate yet. Um, oh, it was uh, like main boss. It wasn't even like a main. I wouldn't even consider him a main boss. It was like a dude that just popped in when I was trying to cleanse a a, a, a what do you call this oh, okay. place? A control point or whatever. It's oh, called. is it the dude who's got stuff flying all around him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept every time he hit me, it would deal like half damage. And I'm like, oh man, I can't. I can't avoid yeah. his shot sometimes. Like I yeah, just don't the have the best enough. way to beat him is to stay behind pillars and just pop out to throw stuff yeah. at him and then stay behind oh, pillars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that, dude. You just gotta keep throwing stuff at him and then shoot him when his shield's down. But yeah, it's he's a, he's an. There were so many other enemies populating near me at. The, but you know, it's actually helpful playing. when you um, when you respawn. Your friends all are there this time. I noticed that. Yeah, which is makes it easier. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm past him now, though, so we're we're we're, we're past that whole. We'll coach you through it some more, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> very proud of you. Uh, so I yeah, was going to say those strategy games. Uh, my reason is a little different for not being able to get into those, even Gears Tactics. Uh, I'm stupid, yeah. so I don't. I don't. Oh, play that game. <laughs> I can understand that because I would put that with. with Dude, my... I just I I love the feeling when you get Overwatch in the right spot, when you set up your characters in the right spots, and you anticipate correctly where you think the enemy is going to try to position themselves, mm-hmm. and you can flank them correctly. It just it's so satisfying when you get that, just that right strategy in place. On the other hand. You can spend a lot of time setting all that stuff up and it totally fails. And then you yep, have to yeah. reboot the mission and you're like, oh, I don't want to yeah, redo all like, of this. I just want to go up to a thing and shoot it in the face. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my that's, gaming style. That's honestly when I kind of want to go. Style? I'll just play a regular Gears game at this point. Like sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, just give me a real Gears game. Not, anyway. not real life, uh, Jeff? Gaming style? Just gaming. Right. Okay. Just make it yeah, no real, no real life. The other one. No, I yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm not one of those guys that goes up to people in real life and shoots them in the face. So sure. speaking of strategy, uh, yeah, games, anyway, this is a, we're not this yet. is a strategy game I can recommend to anyone who isn't into those games that require a ton of commitment. These can be played in really short bursts because it's a roguelike setup, and that's Into the Breach, which is a really oh, awesome. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> this is a really awesome game that came out on PC and then it came out on the Switch, but now it's free on the Epic Game Store for another five days, I think um anyway it is it's a um it's a really awesome grid-based turn-based game where you pick three mechs they each have different abilities and as you unlock new mechs you can you know change your loadout but when you die you die and then they even talk about how they're going to reset the timeline to try this again and so Hmm. it's it's just a very simple straightforward i love the visuals it reminds me very much of uh, super nintendo strategy games little ogre battle-esque i guess uh, as far as some of the art style goes but I think it's really cool. I really love this game. So that's I that's a cool mixture. It. The RTS with the roguelike. Yes. I think I it's it's cool. it was very surprising. I didn't think I would like it, but yeah. Um but it is cool. And you can there's things you can level up and upgrade permanently, like your pilots. Um and then there's your mechs, which you only upgrade at, throughout the run, just like yeah. a roguelike. Um so Yeah, that's a surefire way to make sure I never touch that game because uh, <laughs> I suck at both of those types of games. <laughs> So well, <laughs> it is it, it is a really good one. Um, if you if people that are listening liked Advance Wars or Fire Emblem, it's a little similar to that because it's one character on a on a grid at a time, basically. So anyway, hmm. I will move on past that one, but I do recommend it. If you have a PC, go get it for free. Uh, otherwise, the Switch is a great place to play it. I think it's like fifteen bucks on the Switch. All right, let's move on from stuff we're playing. Let's get out of this section and talk about some headlines before we get into Marvel's Avengers. Last week, we had a whole bunch of headlines uh, because we had um, Gamescom and then just some other announcements that came through. This week, we've got, I would say, a pretty cool selection of Nintendo headlines to get to. But outside of that, Microsoft and Sony have been pretty quiet. Uh, Before we started recording, Jeff did point out that 
there's conversation around Sony specifically uh, because of Ubisoft letting some backwards compatibility plans leak. Um, But other than that, it's been pretty quiet, at least officially from those two. Yeah. Um, So Jeff, what was that again with the compatibility? Did they confirm something or is it like everyone kind of knows, even though it's not confirmed yet? Uh, Well, the thing is, I just keep seeing an article from every publication every day, a new article uh, trying to explain PS5's backwards compatibility. Yeah. Um, my understanding, and it could be outdated by this point because everybody's contradicting themselves, um, is that it's just PS4 uh, games, uh, discs, I should say. Right? Okay. Is, is that sound right to you guys? Technically not even so. all of them either, but like a lot of them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I understood it was select PS4 games, both digitally and physical, so it just depends on the game. And yeah. then also they'll continue, I, I believe, to add to their PS Now service. Yeah, so any PS Now service, of course, will probably will be playable. But uh, yeah. you know, people are raising a stink about, uh, oh, I can't play PS One, Two, or Three games, and I'm like, guys, it's time to let it go. Like, yeah. I mean, that's my feelings on it. Like, <laughs> I yeah. can't believe people are still up in arms about. Well, I that. think it's people getting all up in a, you know, in a tiff about it because Xbox does it and they do it really well. Like they, they they've oh, had sure. it there and they've been building up on it and and the people who are super into that are like, well, Xbox does it, so why don't you do it? And it's like, well, I, I mean, see. I see the other side now. Okay. I think it's more, yeah, I I would agree with Daniel. I think it's more of like, if Xbox didn't offer this, I don't think it would be that big. It wouldn't even be a conversation, yeah. Yeah, and even when, as as a person who loves Xbox, even when Xbox announced them doing their whole backwards compatibility thing, I was like, well, that's cool, but I didn't actually think I would use it. It wasn't yeah. until I started playing old games, and to be honest, it's because they they have done it so well, and that's um, they they are uh, upgrading a lot of the games. Like I don't know, oh, you played on PC, but I was gonna say like uh, maybe Alan Wake is one of them that they they did native 4K. But we talked about on the show probably about a month and a half ago how I jumped into like Fable two or three, one of the Fables. And I started playing, and I was like, holy crap, I forgot yeah, that Yeah, dude, I did the same thing. I played Fable on the Xbox One X and was surprised with how good yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they, hmm. they upgraded all those games to native 4K, and they made them look really pretty, really good. So yep. Yep. that that's the main reason is because I, a lot of Xbox users are actually using backwards compatibility. Yeah. My issue is, like, I joined, like, Podcast Beyond, which, by the way, that's actually been a lot cooler group than I thought it would. I, I do run into some dumb posts, but I really thought it was going to be, I was going to go in there and see a lot of old names from when I was a, a mod and be like, oh, I hate this person. I hate this person. And then want to just go off on everybody, but I actually enjoyed it. But what I was going to say is I was in ta- podcast beyond when uh, the news kind of broke and they were of course like downplaying it and making it seem like this is stupid you should have known this wasn't going to happen this isn't a big deal and anybody making it Yeah that was my immediate it. reaction which yeah. I just gave yes <laughs> yes and I'm fine with that but I disagree with it because I do think backwards compatibility is a bigger deal than uh than I will say predominantly PlayStation gamers are trying to make it seem like but I also don't think it's a deal breaker. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you're buying a PS5, nobody's lining up to buy a PS5 because they want to play only old games. Is yeah. that a is that a great uh, add-on if they have it? And by the way, I want to give them at least some credit. To have PS4 is huge. But I do think 
it would be it would be nice if they offered the PS One, Two, and Three. And the reason why is I also heard the the remarks a lot, like, "Hey, just you know, want to play old games? Play your old console or keep your PS Three, dude. If you boot up a PS Three and you can get past like the first twenty five minutes it takes for you to uh, move around to any screen in that damn thing, <laughs> then you're the man. But why would I want to like?" Yeah use a ps3 when it chugs not even not even any ps3 it would have to be a backwards compatible one which was the first generation of them yeah so So. it's 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 my point is is there's a lot of people making excuses when they shouldn't is it a deal breaker so i kind of fall in the middle no it's not a deal breaker i think it's cool that they're at least allowing you do the ps4 because here's the thing especially since ssd PS5 is going to be faster. So <laughs> nobody's going to want to go back to their PS4 to play PS4 games. So it is a nice little thing that they're going to have PS4 games playable on PS5. Same thing with the Xbox Series X. That was the whole yeah. point of Microsoft being like, hey, from now on, all Xboxes are all part of one family. You can play every game. I think that's kind of backfiring now. I don't think they saw that through. So Wait, I do think. Eric, let me ask you this: the Sony voice was a dumb Southern hick, and the Xbox voice was a very rational, normal. Oh, hello, I am an Xbox person. <laughs> hello, I'm very rational. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I, mean, Bill, I don't have Bill a Southern Spencer, accent. So. Bill Spencer is godlike, whereas yeah, anybody, like everybody from PlayStation is just a libtard. <laughs> Shuhei Yoshida is a national, uh, right? So you shut yeah. your mouth, stupid bastard. <laughs> no, but being serious, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it does matter. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't like when people you can clearly see it's fanboyism when they're just like and, and no and then this isn't a shot at Jeff because I would directly call Jeff out. I don't think Jeff's saying what he's saying because he's No, I literally fan. didn't even think about the Xbox because I don't because I don't play old games on Xbox. I just yeah. I totally forgot that they do. And that. I think so that's that's the thing I think of when I think of backwards compatibility and I wonder why do people care about it? Why do I get excited at the idea of it? And I think it's because we all like to feel very secure in our library of games, knowing where they are, where they're going to be. Can I yeah. access them? Can I play them on my fast cool machine, on my new shiny TV or whatever? I, I just want to be able to take my library with me to whatever system I migrate to. And that's, that's in some cases, it's reasonable to expect that, right? With your Steam library, for example, it's reasonable to expect that comes with me to my new PC. That totally makes sense. I don't think it's always reasonable to expect that, hey, this format that used to be on cartridge or on DVDs should be read by every future iteration. But I understand the desire for it. I understand the excitement around it. I totally get it. I just don't think it's a reasonable expectation. So I find myself, again, somewhere in the middle where I'm like, I get why you're upset. I would like it to. I also don't think it's that big of a deal. But it would be a big customer win. And Sony could always use that because they can, despite their winning ways, they can really come across as just deal with it. you know. And, um, and Microsoft, for all their fumbles to start this generation, which we talked about ad nauseum, They've become very consumer friendly uh, mm-hmm. with the way that they give access to so much stuff. So, and the counter would be if I was a Sony phony, and it's true, is that Microsoft has to be because um, they got no new cus- games. Yeah, you, you nailed it. They have yeah. to be like focused on hey, look, 
let's do nice things because we got nothing nice for you to play. They're trying so, to distract you from the lack of new games with all the old games. I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah, totally. I got you. All right. Well, that's really well, all. The uh, so consider my mind changed. This is the first time that uh, I think in the podcast oh. history of any podcast anywhere. There you go. That you guys gave me new information and a new perspective to look at wow. things. Well, You're welcome. Regular, well, wait, a regular, start... regular Stephen Crowder over here. How about? <laughs> Let me tell you why Hamilton's good. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's no reasons, so you're just not going to say anything then? Is that what's going <laughs> to Let me now, let me turn you into PC Master Race. Yeah, let's, let's hear about the RTX stuff, Derek. Go for it. So this, honestly, this was a huge announcement for me. I was super excited. I used to have, like, a lot of conversations with Lee through, like, private message, like, about, like, upgrading my PC and stuff like that. And he would always say, hey, to be honest with you, with all the rumors... I really think you should wait. I mean, obviously do what you want to do, but I would recommend you wait. And, and to, to Tim's, um, like I've heard Tim say, you know, that's, that's the answer every time. Just wait, 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 wait. But I will say, I'm so glad I waited because the announcement that, uh, NVIDIA unleashed on us on September 1st was as big as it, it was hyped. And they did hype it. Like they, if you don't follow NVIDIA, Basically, every day in the month of August, or at least for the last two or three weeks, they would do like this yearly countdown. So however many years that NVIDIA has existed, which I don't know, I'm not that big of a PC master race, but they were basically doing a countdown to show you what they've done every year, how they've changed games and stuff like that. And so they were doing this countdown to hype up their September 1st showing of their new graphics cards. And again, I won't bore people because I understand most of our uh, listeners are console gamers. But the news that they dropped is super huge. And I have noticed that PC gaming is not just on our podcast, but just like it's it's starting to spread in the groups, like the big groups that I'm in that are console groups. I'm seeing more and more PC gamers, whereas five five I would say five, ten years ago when I was a mod and, and podcast beyond there was like maybe one PC master race in the entire group and nobody listened to them or took them serious. Now they're everywhere. And the reason why is because at the end of the day, if you take a look at consoles and PC gaming, they're kind of on a head-on collision course with each other. They're both going in the same direction and they're both turning into the same thing. Yeah. PCs are trying to become more, um, uh, what, what's the word? I don't know. They're trying to make it where it's a little bit more easy to use. User friendly. Yeah. Well, user and they friendly. also want speed from boot up right into the game. So things that consoles do, and people always talk in the ease of updating, right? They're doing that all was these what things. I was trying to say. Where yep. it's, it's yep. where you're not tied to a desk or anything like that. They're trying to get it where it's more of a console like yep. friendly experience. Whereas consoles are obviously becoming more powerful. And they're trying to use all the tech or take the technology that PC gaming is now on our hands. And they want to be where you watch TV and do your socializing, all that stuff. All right. So to get to the point, so they released the uh, Series 30 um, RTX cards or they announced them. They haven't released yet. And basically they have, they announced three cards. They released the 3070, 3080, and then 39. So they've kept it simple, which if you know anything about graphic cards, they're actually never simple. 
there's like 87 different billion versions of NVIDIA cards. And I'm like, I don't know which one's good. And I'm sure it'll get complicated over time, but they did try to keep it simple. And here's basically the leap that they're doing. So all these cards obviously include ray tracing, which is huge. But these cards, the 3070 by itself, so that's your lowest level card, is of the same power as the highest level card from last generation. So the to give perspective, the last generation's highest, like most powerful card was your RTX 2080 Ti. That was a twelve to fifteen hundred dollar card, depending on what version of it you bought, right? Ooh. This uh this RTX 3070 is the same level of power. So it runs ray tracing, frames per second, native 4K graphics on all games. Same thing as your RTX 20 Ti, and it's $500. So I just told you the 2080 Ti is a $1,200. You can pretty much get it for $1,200 $1, brand new. And it's still $1,200 to this day. Like Right now, if you go and try to buy one online, you're going to have to pay $1,200. Wait, just releasing... let me pause real quick. You're saying there's truly no improvements over it, 3070 to the 20, 2080 Ti. There's no improvements. No, it's it's basically equal power. Oh. There's still improvements as far as ray tracing and stuff like that. But, but you're as getting far it for way your... cheaper. Yeah, you're. It's yeah, I get that. I get that. So this is gonna be here's dumb dumb question time. Okay, so forgive me, but why bother with 3070? Why not just drop the Ti price? To where they want it to be like what's the point well because there are advantages so it's a good question while i'm saying that it's the same power like if we're doing percentages of like how it runs games and stuff like that the tech in the 3070 is not the same okay so they use different cores and different techs and that's why these cards are way cheaper but more powerful. Well, so just it, like could, it, it could make a difference in other areas, whether it's the heat it produces or something like that. Like just yes. the way it runs is better. Okay. Yes. Right. So every, everything's going to run more efficient. Plus some of the other cool technology. I made a, a, a anti-pony post in our group. Was Basically, it insufferable? It was insufferable. How dare but you? But I, <laughs> I made a post where I was basically saying, suck it, ponies. Because the new graphics card, so this is for all of them, has a built-in, basically they call it I.O. is built into the graphics card where the technology that, we'll use the PlayStation 5 as an example, the SSD technology that they're talking about where they have this huge bandwidth where they can funnel in all this information so you don't have to look at load screens, everything runs faster. This is actually built into their graphics cards. So they're going to have this part of their graphics cards where it's going to work and function almost like an SSD. Of course, Lee would understand this more. I just read the article and I was like, holy crap. Like this is built into the card. So now it's going to help with SSDs and memory and how how graphics push out and how fast the graphics push out. Um, So there is a difference. um, But like I said, just on like to give people an understanding of the lowest level card mm-hmm. is equal to the highest level card, but it's seven hundred dollars cheaper. All right, so then what does it exponentially look like as you take the other two steps up? Let's say we want to spend more money. How much? So my goal is to get it, to at least get the thirty eighty. Now okay. the thirty eighty is um, basically it's 
it's about 60%, I believe it's 60% more powerful than last gen's cards. So I will be able to run, and this is why I want it, I'll be able to run everything native 4K, should be able to do ultra settings, ray tracing activated, and still hit 60 frames per second. Now, one of the things uh, that was cool, Derek, you sent me the link to this digital foundry breakdown, and it's it was really eye-opening too to see it really depends on the game, right? Some of them... And just because it's newer doesn't really mean anything. It just depends on how demanding the game is. But some of them, it could be close to two times as uh, effective, like two, like two hundred percent, basically. Or I guess it's a one hundred percent increase on, yeah. um, on across the board. And in some cases, it was down to sixty. So I guess it really does range, right? The three, the thirty eighty yeah. compared to the twenty eighty Ti, it sounds like it's a pretty monumental leap. Even from someone like me who's brand new to this whole thing, I was really impressed by the Digital Foundry breakdown, the way they were explaining it. Yeah, and and of course, you got to remember because they're trying to sell you a graphics card. I'm not saying Digital Foundry is, but NVIDIA is. So they are only allowing certain games to be shown off. Like they, yeah. they allowed a video to be released of running the new Doom game, the trash one, Gaston, the trash one. Um <laughs> They're running that game at 100 frames per second on native 4K. Yeah, that's the one that got close to a like almost two times as as powerful. Yeah. yeah. So they they're obviously trying to show you, hey, current gen games. So we're talking about modern games. We can push these games to native 4K, 60 to 100 frames per second. Which, as somebody who owns a really awesome native 4K monitor, I do not get to utilize it as much as I want. I still use it. Um, but I'm finding with my GTX 1080, it just it, PC gaming for me right now runs better on 1440p. So this card for me is what I want because I really do want to you use that monitor more, and I want to be able to hit 60, at least 60 frames per second. And then mm -hmm. if I decide I want to go to 1440p, I'm going to easily hit 120 frames per second on a lot of games. So it, I I, I there's a lot of power and technology in this. Obviously, it's it's going from Gen 1 of uh, ray tracing to Gen 2. So they're going to have new ways of running ray tracing. It's really exciting. Again, it's exciting for more exciting for somebody like me who's already into this PC scene and is enjoying learning more. And I am into graphics. I am into the specs. I care about that stuff. Um, not just to, like, brag. I just enjoy getting the best out of whatever I'm playing. Like if I'm playing and I was like this as a console gamer, it's why I upgrade all my consoles. If you give me the opportunity to upgrade, I'm going to upgrade it because I want whatever's the best on the market. I want it. Yeah. So that being said, I'm settling for second best. And that, cause that card is the second one in the line. And it's a $700 card. Well, you say you um, want the best, and yet you're somehow still okay with The Witcher 3 on the Switch. You son <laughs> of a... Uh... I just don't understand it. Um, so, this does not compute. <laughs> but the 3090, and I'll be real fast on this one, because I doubt I'm going to buy it. This card is absolutely insane. It's $1,500, but it's legit like in the future already. It's talking about, and again, I doubt it's going to work on next-gen games at this level. you got to remember, now all the specs that they're releasing is for current-gen. The thing you have to remember, and this is why I want the 3080 over the 3070, is 
next-gen games are going to push not only consoles more, but they're going to push PCs more. You're not going to be able to... Just because I tell you, hey, I run Assassin's Creed Odyssey at 45 frames per second on native 4K at high settings, so I should be able to do at least 60 frames per second on the next AC Odyssey, blah, blah, blah. It's not... Or not AC Odyssey, but next Assassin's Creed. That's not how it's going to happen. Because the next Assassin's Creed or the next one after that is going to have more things built into it that are going to require more power. And so as we change generations and they start doing more, that's why the power of these cards are going to matter. And that's why I want to do at least at minimum the 3080. When when do these come out? When when do you plan on getting it? Are you getting it right when it launches? So the 3080 is coming out September 17th. So if they give me the opportunity to pre-order right away, I'm going to do it. Um, I already bought a uh, power supply to support the 3080 because I was going to have to upgrade my power supply. Um, I I don't think it would have been required. It was just suggested by Lee. So I take his suggestion seriously. Where do you buy your stuff from? You go to Newegg? Yeah, he sent me a link for Newegg and I bought it right away. Like, I'll do that. So my hope is to be able to get September 17th. That's the 3080s release. That's the one I really think they want you to buy. Yeah. Um, because they're releasing the 3070, which is the cheaper one, in October. And then on September 24th, they're releasing the 3090. So they know the 3080 is the one that most people are gonna are gonna be like, oh, that's a reasonably priced card. Again, I know $700 sounds like a lot, but again. When you compare it to last gen's uh, 20, 2080 Ti, yeah, that was twelve hundred bucks, and then it's more than half to seventy five percent more powerful right. than that card. It's a no brainer to pay five hundred dollars less for that card. Seems like a um, weird cadence yeah. for releasing these, right? Let's release the mid level and then highest level and then lowest level. It's yeah. just a weird cadence to me, but whatever. But the PC gamers are impatient, just like a lot of console gamers. So they want to get the most popular demand. Yeah, so they want to get the one that they think they're going to get the most from, and I think it's that 3080. I guess if you're a PC gamer and you don't feel the need to play the Xbox or PS5, then it makes sense to me. Like, this is your next-gen upgrade, right? You spend your 700 bucks and you upgrade. how I'm doing it in my brain is I'm going, okay... I do at some point know I'm going to get a Series X. I might even still get it day one. You never know. But the plan right now in my brain is PS5 is all I care about when it comes to next-gen consoles. Getting this RTX 3080 is the most important thing I want in all of gaming. So it's now replaced my like my hype for console yeah, generation. That, that makes sense. And, I mean, I'm with you. You have to justify it somehow. So I do the same thing. Yeah. So, and that's the way I look at it is I'm like, ah, Series X is probably going to be 600 bucks. This card's 700. All right, $100 difference, but it's probably going to be about double the power. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. Let's yeah, it's it. pretty cool for those of you who have any, even just a minor interest in this. Go check out the Digital Foundry breakdown. He he does a good job of it. It's it's like a. Yeah, and like he only has. Video. He only has the 3080 card. The 3090, I'll just say this and then we'll move on. The reason I said it's like in next gen craziness is it's actually talking about running games at ultra settings with ray chase 8K. chasing eight K yeah sixty frames per second. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's, crazy. that's the reason why if you're like, why the jump from seven hundred to fifteen hundred? 
because it's t- it's basically just trying to sell to people that already have 8K TVs. And if you have an 8K, t- 8K TV, then you are super rich. Or it's you're ba- really I mean, it's basically just the 4070 being released ahead of time. So that's what it is. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for the breakdown there. I think some folks are into it. Some folks aren't. Either way, we talked next gen, and that takes me right to the next major announcement. We finally have a release date for a major console this fall, and it's the Nintendo Game & Watch Mario system. Coming, coming, out, coming out November 13th. You can be a proud owner for fifty shiny dollars. You can be a proud owner of the Nintendo Game and Watch. This was the this was the first of several announcements for their Mario twenty fifth or no thirty fifth anniversary uh, Nintendo Direct. It's kind of cool that they've um, been releasing a lot of directs recently. It's not as cool that they're not all that interesting, but some of them are. And I the thought this one was really is now, cool. Tim. The I thought this one was now. this one was really fun and for those who enjoy Mario and nostalgia. Otherwise. If you're waiting for Mario Odyssey 2 or some other non-Mario thing from Nintendo, of course you don't care about this one. But <laughs> if, if you're like me, if you're like me and you like Mario and you enjoy going back to play those games that I still think hold up amazingly well, this was cool. So there's a Game & Watch system that's coming out. kind of reminds me of the old Game Boy Advance Mini uh, that they put out a while back. I think it was called the Mini. It was the little tiny, oh, Micro, Game Boy Advance Micro. micro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of has a similar look and feel. It's that square shape with tiny buttons, and um, it's got some the old Game and Watch gallery thing on it. You can actually play the full Super Mario Brothers original game as well as Lost Levels on there, and then it just operates as as a clock as well. So Is it a limited time selling, or like a limited probably. whatever number? It does, I did not see that. Although a lot of the other announcements did say this is over at the end of March of 2021, but this one wow. I didn't. I did not see a time limit on this one. So. Huh. Um, but it I do looks think stupid and ugly. It, it, I don't think it looks great. I really don't like the gold design. It's actually kind of bland looking. But for collectors and major Nintendo fans, I can see this being yeah. drawn. Yeah, it'll be a hit with them for sure. Yeah, it'll it'll be a hit. It'll be a nice gift. To me, that fifty dollars price range is a good Christmas gift. If if people know, like, oh, so and so, my brother in law loves video games. I'll get him this thing. Like, I can see it being. Oh, a... It'll be good for children or any adult with super tiny hands. So Donald Trump. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Don. Um, all right. So that one that was their opening announcement. Then they talked about um, Super Mario Brothers 35, Dude. which I I thought this looked probably like the coolest announcement, and yet yeah. it has some of the most frustrating stipulations on it. So the, <laughs> the description of this game is that it's basically Tetris 99, but yeah. it's instead of 99 players, it's 35. And it's Mario. And as you play the original Super Mario Brothers game, you send enemies to other players' screens by defeating them, by getting through <laughs> obstacles, collecting items. Uh, I mean, it looks like cool. it looks like madness. I think it looks yeah. like fun. It's going to be free for Nintendo Switch online subscribers, which is cool. Just like Tetris 99 is free for those subscribers. But the weird thing is it's going to launch on October 1st, and then they're taking it offline on March 31st. Sure. And I don't understand that. Like, I get like, oh, hey, that... we're we're gonna celebrate for six months, but why is it disappearing? That doesn't make I... sense to you, Tim. <laughs> no. Oh no. Well, there's an explanation. Tim. All right, explain it to me. Let me hear. It. Uh, it's just Nintendo being Nintendo. Okay, got it. I was hoping for something <laughs> like that. Okay, good, 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 good. good. Thank or you. Uh, 
or it could be like maybe like they're testing something so maybe this will either be like a full game that they'll like have other sort of modes maybe, or maybe a part of or maybe something. next year it becomes mario 36 we don't know we don't know what they're gonna do yeah um no but it's gonna go away sounds like and whatever that's what <laughs> very they stupid do. very stupid but it is stupid even if they were to say hey it's free during this time and then after that date you have to pay for it like then it becomes a ten dollar purchase or something like if they had some explanation i would at least understand the the approach but i don't understand this approach. i think there definitely might be a reason but nintendo's not going to tell us because they just like to not tell people honestly things, so. i think it just they thought it was a good idea this will be for this brief celebration it's a limited time event and they think for some reason they feel like it's a great way to celebrate this one anniversary and then be done but i'm like you're gonna get folks hooked on this thing and they're gonna be pissed when it goes away so it's like it's free but like people got together formed a team made this thing correct so they're not yes. going to get money off of it yep. and then they're just going to remove it forever like, they might that's why keep, i'm like that seems they weird. might keep some subscribers to their service for a little bit but i don't know i don't know very strange decision but they did add super mario all-stars the old super nintendo game one of my favorites when i was a super nintendo owner uh they added that to the switch collection of snes games so if you go and there should be an update for that software if you have it downloaded Question. yeah they have the Nintendo or the NES collection like, right. of games. That, don't they have this games on uh, these games on there? I don't think they have all of them, but they no? might. Okay, they might. Here's the difference, though. If you play it on the old NES version, let's just say they do. I don't think they have all, but they might. Um, you're going to play the old NES visual style, and you might love those, and that's awesome. That's what you should play. But if you play the All Stars version, all of them have been updated to some surprisingly crisp graphics. So go play the old Super Mario Brothers on NES version. And then fire up the Super Mario All-Stars version, and you'll see a, almost a 16-bit version. I thought the Lost Levels was the one that they updated, but the rest were the same. Yeah, they no? updated all of them. Oh, okay. Um, in, okay. in All-Stars. Yeah. It's most notable in the first two, in Lost Levels and, uh, and gotcha. the original Mario Bros. That's where you can notice it the most. But yeah. Um, So yeah, that's added to that collection. Uh, if you're a Mario fan, again, you can go grab that. So this next one... Despite the other Mario 3D stuff we'll get to, which I think is very exciting and cool, and is what I've wanted for a while, this next one was a surprise, and I am really excited for this because I've got several boys right in the perfect age range to create racetracks all around our house. Sure. And this is uh, the Super Mario... No, it's not Super Mario. It's just called Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. And so I'm going to try to give a quick explanation of it. You guys jump in if you feel like you either don't understand what I'm saying or you have a better explanation of it. And that is... You essentially are controlling these little remote control physical carts, right? A little cart with Mario in it. It's got the whole Mario Kart design on it. Mm -hmm. It has a little camera built on the back that comes up from the spoiler. And that camera projects to your Switch. So as you're playing it, it's like you're playing an AR mode. And so you're actually seeing what the camera's seeing, right? You can see the table legs, the chairs, the carpet, whatever it is that's in front of you, in front of the cart is displaying on your screen as well as all the elements of the game. So the, the people you're racing against, the items you collect, the the checkpoints, those are all showing up on your screen. Mm-hmm. And then you set up the track in real life in your house. And you can also, it looks like at least there's going to be a second player where you could be Luigi. I don't know if they'll go full on and add all kinds of different carts and racer options. Or if I they'll think just that'd be those too two. hectic. Yeah. That'd be a little crazy, but um, at least with those two and things like, let's say you're racing with someone else on their switch and uh, you hit them with the red shell in the game, their cart actually stops running for a couple seconds while it tries to recover and then it will start going again. So there's a, a physical RC car race element to this as well as the online Mario Kart. Or, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, the on-screen Mario Kart stuff. So hmm. 
I think it's really cool. Dude, Nintendo comes up with some of the craziest ideas, and some of them are genius. Some of them are really, really bad. And then others of them are just weird enough that they work. And so yeah. I, I don't know. This one, to me, seems really interesting. I think it's a great time, like mid-October release. Get it out there in time for you know the Thanksgiving shopping rush and Christmas time. I think this is going to be a home run hit for them for Christmas time, but I could be wrong. I think it's super weird and interesting. The one thing that I'm like unsure about is like, so in, in like when they're show, when they showed the trailer of it, like, so it's kind of like almost like a commercial it's uh-huh. showing, it shows like a second where the track is late. Like, so they're in this living room, the couch is in the middle. It's showing sort of like the different tracks popping up because there'll be multiple tracks. Yeah. But it's like panning down, right? So as if there was a camera in your ceiling looking down. How is well, they the were just showing you. Know? So you map it out with your cart first. That's one thing oh, they didn't. Okay. That's one thing they didn't really yeah. specify. But that's why I was like, how is it going to know though whether there's something yep. obstructing? And then like you go to start, and it's like, oh well, there's something in the way, so now I have to like. So I yep. So you it. you lay out your course. You know, if you want to use pillows and furniture, whatever you want to sure. do, lay out your course physically. And then you actually fire up the game and it'll have you go through the course with the cart to map it out in the game. Gotcha. Okay. To map to map it out that way. That so, makes more sense. Again, See, very... I thought it looked cool, but then I thought immediately this would be more of a hassle than something fun. Yeah. And there's not a lot of even though I have uh hardwood floors, there's not a lot of room for me to set up a track or anything. Yeah, I think people are going to have to be creative with their space. They might be using the yeah. garages a lot, you know, especially wintertime. You can't go outside. So it's going to be interesting to see. Or just really think, simple tracks. I th- Yeah, very simple tracks. I also think, I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. My kids are already coming up with ideas of where their tracks will be. Um, so I think we'll totally get this. We'll, we'll be into it. We've got four switches in the house. We will definitely be getting <laughs> this and playing it at some, <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. It's required. Um, but... I also think there's going to be some really entertaining YouTube stuff created out of this. I'm looking forward to seeing what TikTok. those... I think you mean TikTok, which yeah. will totally be... <laughs> oh, my bad. Around. The TikToks, yes. I and can't no one does the... YouTube anymore. <laughs> I can't wait for the TikToks. Is that when they're going to play Mario Kart and everyone around it is twerking? That's how that works, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, got you it. think TikTok's just twerking? That's funny. That's, that's what I think it is. I'm very I'm very old. TikTok <laughs> is twerking. I thought it was called twerk talk. I didn't know. Twerk talking? Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was twerk talk. Um... So there you go. There to me, that's one of the more unique, exciting, and again, not something that I I'm so amped for, and I'm going to count down the days. But I am excited to try it out with my kids. This will be a Christmas present, so I won't be playing yeah. it in October. I'll be probably buying the two carts, and I'm assuming I hope it's only one actual physical game I have to buy to play multiplayer. We'll see how they do probably that. They not. didn't. They didn't specify that. Like, if I want to play Mario and Luigi, do they each have to own a $60 version of the game? Or how does that work? So, we'll see. It'll probably be 60 altogether, but, like, that's the little RC car with the game. With the I'm game. And I'll probably have to buy two of those, right? One for Mario, one for Luigi. Probably. Something, something like that. I have um, a feeling, also, this will be very difficult to find. If It could be. So, I'll be trying yeah. to purchase it then. I just won't be able to actually. I'll be wrapping it up. And then yeah. it'll, be Chris, it'll be Christmas time till the Nestor family gets to play this one. Right. So that's pretty exciting. All right. Last two real quick here before we talk Avengers. Um, Mario, Super Mario 3D World as long expected yeah. and long desired to have this yeah. game from the Wii U over onto the Switch. It's finally on the way and it is coming with uh, an additional piece of content called Bowser's Furry. No, no. Bowser's Fury. 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 Fury uh, works too though. <laughs> Bowser's <laughs> Fury um which had this little tiny little teaser of looks like mario cat mario sitting in the rain in front of some kind of shrine or something um 
and then it, then it said Bowser's Fury. So we don't know exactly what that is. More info coming, but that drops on February 21st. Um, again, looks as awesome and fun as ever. I've never played that one on the Wii U. So oh, I'm you excited didn't? For that. That no, I never had that a Wii That one's really fun. That one's... I did play uh, yeah. Mario 3D Land front to back and all the extra levels. I loved okay. it on the 3DS. I loved that game. And so, If you um, loved that one, this one yeah. like looks better. It like yep. runs better, and, and it's just there's more to it. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And so, um, yeah, we're excited for, for that one, too. But it's February, so that feels like a long way away, but it's not that far. Um, and ho- thankfully, that is one that does not seem to have any kind of limited release window, which is good. But this last right. one does have a limited release window. So they started showing Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, and yeah. announced that all three of those games will be part of the Super Mario 3D All-Stars Collection which comes out surprisingly soon, comes out in about two weeks. Day after my birthday. On the 18th. So that week, you're going to have to decide, do I buy the RTX 3080 or do I buy the 3D All-Stars collection? (laughs) It's a tough call. Well, Nintendo's working with NVIDIA, so you get a free copy of... Oh, you get a free... Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, Don't get your news from us. All right. um, (laughs) So here's what's interesting about this. Uh, this one is only a six and a half month availability, both physical and digital versions of this game. I don't know if they're going to hold to that or if they'll change that. That just sounds so weird to me. They, that, that would be so... um, All Stars, I believe, the Wii one that they released. I think they had that too. Okay. I think what they're going to do, yes, they did limit that one too. And maybe yeah. that's what they're doing is just repeating this. But I, I'm thinking what they're going to do is hey, $60 for this collection. We want to advertise it that it's going to go away, so you everybody buys it right away. But I think they're going to end up selling them individually, maybe for thirty bucks. Oh, okay, so the collection might go away, but those games will but remain the individual of the game. I could might. see that. I could see that. Here's what's interesting for this one is uh, Mario sixty four, which by the way, one of my favorites of all time. It's full nostalgia. I get it, but of course, visually, it doesn't hold up the way it used to. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, it looks like an old game. And that's that's fine because it is an old game, right? That's almost 25 years old. Yeah. So it, I'm not criticizing it for looking older. I just wish they would take the time and energy to give this thing a remaster. I feel like a Mario 64, the level design is amazing. It's so fun to play. Make it look like Mario Odyssey. Give it that fresh coat of paint and make it look really wow. pretty. I, I'm not yeah, sure why they... what I was, been, I was I, bummed about. I am I am yeah. bummed about it, and I and I wish that they wouldn't put it out in the four three super polygonal. And they they said it's been upresed to HD, and I'm like, has it though? So, creators um, intent, Tim. Creators intent. I don't, I don't it as know. it is. I don't know. I wish this one were upresed. The good news is Sunshine still holds up visually. That art design is great, and even though it does look dated compared to Odyssey, which you're showing them side by side, in general, it still looks really cool. The water physics look good. I think Sunshine will hold up and play pretty great on the Switch. And Galaxy, those games pushed the Wii hardware right to the limit. Those were gorgeous games on the mm. Wii, and, and they're going to look really good on the Switch. So That's it's one I didn't that, play. It's a little weird that Galaxy 2 is missing. Everyone keeps talking about how they go through all the Mario games, and then they get to Galaxy 2, they're like, not you. Um, I don't know why Galaxy 2 is missing. but Second All-Stars fine. collection. That's Maybe. maybe. Um, Galaxy 2 is better than Galaxy 1, in my opinion, but... Um, whatever. We're getting lots of cool Mario stuff. So that's exciting. That's what people have been asking for. It's about time that they finally announced that because that had been rumored for months. So. 
it had and it's weird to me that they waited so long to go ahead and officially reveal it especially when it's not exactly earth-shattering versions of these games it's cool that they're coming i'm gonna get this collection i'm gonna play it on my switch i'm very excited it's just weird that they aren't really this is gonna sound really weird and i i swear i'm not becoming snobby tim because of my pc i swear (laughs) but it's just it's just very it's very odd to me that they waited this long to put these games out and to even talk about them and they're really not that impressive of versions of the games other than the fact that they're on arguably the best hardware nintendo's ever made in my opinion um that's cool and you can take it on the go that's fantastic but it's just a little strange that they're really not that vastly improved so, visually to speak not as a snob since you're apparently devolving into a snob <laughs> just like derek has um i mean mario 64 is like that's just one of the all-time greats right it really so, is um yeah. and the, the only other way you can play that is the is it the DS? It was just the DS, DS, not 3DS. So it was DS, there's the yeah. DS version. Yeah. So like those are the only two ways. So you either have an N64 or you have a well 3D. You can have a 3DS, right? Or you, you still DS have game? the Wii and you got it downloaded from your virtual console. Okay, or that sure. Right so yep. so there's not really a lot of ways to play that game. So Correct. you know Correct. I think it's and they're bundling in with and like Mario Sunshine. Like a lot of people do love that game, but then there's also a lot of people that are kind of like eh, sunshine wasn't the best one so it wasn't cool the best to, but it was really good but it's cool that they're throwing that in there also to kind of just give it some some attention to be like hey yeah you know this is yeah. one of the 3d mario games this is important it's part of this collection you know yeah so i agree and then galaxy i think people will will be surprised at how good yeah. that game still is even yeah, though I, it's older I, it's great. I never played that one so oh it's so good if you liked odyssey you'll like galaxy it's okay it's it's really really good so there you go. There's the Nintendo news. It's it's pretty cool. Um, they they are kind of starting to uh, create reasons for people to still care about Nintendo going into the holiday season. Again, they're still missing that home run. Like every year, they've had that that one big thing for the for the holiday season. Like last year, of course, was Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I just I'm wondering if they're going to have that or if they're going to just rely on nostalgia and kind of I don't want to call it gimmicky, but kind of gimmicky Mario Kart stuff to get them through it. And I really think Breath of the Wild, uh, Breath of the Wild Two, was going to come out this this holiday, and it's not because of the pandemic. I, yeah, I, pandemic I'm still holding down. to that. I think they yeah. were going to, and it's just not happening. So. Could be. I mean, it's still early September. They might do one more surprise thing and say, "Here comes the Skyward Sword for." Uh, oh. for the oh yeah, I forgot about that one too. That, that could be that could be a big one. Well, I think next year is uh, 35 years of Zelda. Oh, so if you're gonna if you're gonna get a collection for Zelda, it's gonna that, that's when it'll be. Yeah. Oh, dude, what Same if they did like Skyward Breath. Sword and Wind Waker and Twilight Princess all together? Oh, that's why I don't think Breath of the Wild was ever ever planned for this year. Yeah, you could be right. I think it's a thirty-five. Could be right. Thing. All right, we are at uh, eighty minutes, so take a deep breath. We're gonna take the next ten minutes or so, maybe a little longer, depends on how into this we get. To wrap up the show, talking about the new Marvel's Avenger game, Mar- excuse me, Marvel's Avengers game from Crystal Dynamics, and um, I, I was not, I, I was not, for you, Tom. well, we'll let you get to the verdict in just a second. I just wanted to set the table, at least from my point of view. I wasn't planning on getting this anytime soon. I was, I thought it looked fun. The reviews on it sounded good enough that I, I knew I would enjoy it, but I was like, hey, this game is ripe for some big price drop on some platform you know, between now and holiday season. Like I I don't see this staying at $60 everywhere. I thought 
maybe yeah. CD keys for the PC version or maybe a big PlayStation sale in November or something. So I was holding on to that hope. And then um, Derek and I were chatting and he was like, let me give you my Steam login or we can share libraries. So real quick note on Steam library sharing. First of all, it's cool. You can actually go in and activate family sharing with up to 10 other computers oh. and you, you can share your library with other people. Huh, here's, I didn't know that. Here's the caveat. Only one person can use that whole library at once. So Derek, for example, has tons of games. I've got uh, significantly fewer. But um, let's just say I'm playing... I just bought the Control Ultimate Edition. So let's say I'm... Uh, let's say that Derek logs in and starts playing that from my library. And then since it's in my library, I log in and start playing it. It's just going to boot him out of the game. Um or if I log in and play something else for my library, it's still going to boot him out of the game. Hmm. So it doesn't really matter if, if, if it's the same game. It's all about library sharing. So I didn't love that, but hey, it's still something, right? You can still share games. And since I'm in a different time zone, like last night, I ended up staying up pretty late playing Marvel's Avengers, uh, probably long after Derek would have been in bed since he's on the East Coast. So, um, so it's... So it's still it's still kind of cool that we got to do that. It gave me a chance to play it for a few hours and then determine and I played I showed it to my kids the next morning a little bit too that I enjoyed it enough and I know my kids definitely enjoyed it enough that I needed to have the ability to play this thing on a console that everyone could play on. I understand it's not couch co-op. I totally get that. But they wanted to have their own version of the story. They want their save and Steam doesn't really provide that. So unless I create Steam accounts for each of them and do mm-hmm. and ask Derek to do family sharing across all those Steam accounts. How do I get my kids each to be able to play this thing and have their own save? Yeah. And so I decided to go ahead and bite the bullet and purchase it on my PS4, which I believe it will carry over to my PS5 when the time comes. And the kids can use their PSN profiles. They each have one of those on my machine already, and they can have their own save that way. So went ahead and bought it. I played it through the point where without getting too spoiler or anything, um, there's some uh, more of a mission-based structure to the game that you shift into. Mm-hmm. Put it that, I'll put it that way. Um, that's pretty much the point where I got to. So I think I'm far enough in to, to have some, some strong opinions on it. But that, that's my context for it. I wasn't planning on playing it, but my context in the last 24 hours has been I am pleasantly surprised by this game and I'm really digging it. But Jeff, this is one of the reasons we wanted to invite you on was to get your thoughts on this. So I want to throw it to you first and then we'll hear from yeah, Derek. It trash. Dan. Damn it. You took what I was going to say. <laughs> we already, I was going to say got... my verdict is that this game is better than Hamilton, but then you ruined it, Tim. So thanks. For... Oh is... man. Okay. But uh, real quick, Dan, where does this game fall on the scale from the uh, star Wars game up to dragon age inquisition? Where is it on that scale? Hmm. Cause I know it's quite a space between those two. Yeah, it's better than Star Wars, Tim. It's better than Star Wars. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's bogus. <laughs> All right, so Jeff, tell me what you think so far about Marvel's Avengers. Are you liking it? Doing a multiplayer so, campaign? Um, what I was thinking about as I was watching Hamilton for the eighth time. Um, oh my gosh! No, <laughs> that's way too much, Jeff. That's way too much. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually uh, hyped for this game um, since maybe not since the initial reveal because I did have I. It, the character models looked a little weird. Um, they just took some getting used to. It, it's yeah. not a lot of people are, are holding a lot of baggage against the way that those characters look because well, the movie, yeah. like it's like guys are comic characters, they're not movie right. characters. Yeah, right. Um, I think they look great. By the way, can we just get yeah. that out of the way? I think the 
they all look fantastic. Oh, yeah. They do now, yeah. Yeah, I like what yeah. they did with them since but the I agree. I agree. When you first, like, the very first time I saw the game was announced and, you know, you saw the faces of the characters, like, uh, that doesn't look like blah, blah, blah. And so it's I think Black dope. Widow's face just looked a little off, but since then they've sort of tweaked it. it she looks fine now. Yeah, yeah. They tweaked everybody to, to a degree, yeah. Well, and I, yeah. I saw people criticizing... I saw, Obviously, I saw people criticizing the voices too. Real quick, just wanted to comment on this. But then I actually think the voice acting is quite good. And then Dude, I looked up the yes. cast, and the lead for Kamala, she's fantastic. She's kind of yep. a newcomer. It looks like she's great. Yeah, she's a standout for yeah, me. She's um, really, really great. Board, but like, then there's Nolan North, Troy Baker, uh, Laura yep. Bailey, and yep. a whole host of other recognizable voices. There's a reason why the overall, I think, performances are good between good and great i'm not yeah, sure yeah. i understand where all that criticism is coming from but anyway go ahead back to you jeff yes that's pretty much what i was going to lead to when i finally got my hands onto it was like uh i'm not really sure where i understand where the criticism is coming from from people that i mean obviously it's coming from people that haven't played it or they play beta and just said well this is a full game i'm going to judge the game based on this um right. which it wasn't the hey. beta beta in retrospect was clearly like an early build of the game. Jeff, are you saying was... people jump to conclusions about things? Is that what uh, you're insinuating? No, I would never say that. Oh, okay. Um, here to hear first, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I, I liked it from from the beginning. I thought even the beta, like I, I the A day stuff was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the betas, like side missions, are are just not very enjoyable. Um, and and that honestly, that does kind of transfer over to the main game too. The side missions for uh, specifically for multiplayer, um, and I think it's considered endgame content, which I haven't even gotten to. But I did play some side missions with uh, with uh, Kyle, who's been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, and uh, some of them were just like go into a room and beat up some guys, and that's it. And I'm like, why did they even do load screens for this? Like it was, <laughs> it was like a five minute mission. Some of those just need a lot of work. And, it almost um, sounds like side missions from old MMOs. Like I used to play City of Heroes yeah. all the time, and that that was a side mission. Sometimes it's just oh really, just like load into a room, beat up guys, and then you leave. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, solo mission stuff is fantastic. Solo a campaign, um, I'm loving it so far. Uh, the let me ask the you this opening... real quick then: How do you fire up a mission? Because I just got to that part, and and I don't necessarily want to team up with other people who are chatting in their headset like i still want to enjoy it as a single player game can i still do that yeah yeah yeah, for sure there's a there's a spot down uh before you start a mission that says select hero companion okay and i mark every one of them as request companion um that are not that i'm not playing as um and and that ensures when you load up the mission that they're automatically they're going to be there with you for the mission okay and then you can just turn matchmaking off and just load in by yourself yeah just basically don't ever hit enable matchmaking (laughs) Okay. That's what I did. I basically said disable matchmaking. Like um, I would play with someone that I either I've done the mission before and I have no problem with it, or if I know the person, but yeah, and again, I I'm not playing this one. Like I would play a destiny game where I really want to upgrade my loot. Like maybe I'll eventually get there right now. I'm just really inter- interested in the story. I want to see what happens. I want to, I yeah. want to go to the next mission. I don't necessarily want to just, run missions with randoms who like to talk loudly and chomp into their microphone. Yeah, no, you can use, you can use AI partners for that. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to team up with, I I haven't been doing any multiplayer except for when Kyle wanted to try it because I hadn't tried multiplayer yet at at that point. Kyle, so insufferable. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, Kyle, I'm kidding. I absolutely love you. I'm just saying. He's not a nice young man at all. He's the nicest young man. All right. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) 
Yeah, this uh, yeah, really great start to the story. I think the story is actually really well written. It reminds me of the comics, even though I'm not a huge like I've read enough of the comics. I've read both in the Civil War arcs entirely. I've read uh, the Infinity War arcs. I've I've read a few arcs, but not religiously. Uh-huh. Um, so I know enough about how they write dialogue and frame stories in the comics, and this feels very comic-y, mm-hmm. um, especially when characters are alone and they're doing a lot of dialogue inner monologue aloud mm-hmm. yeah um i'm like oh that's straight that's like straight up from the comics um kamal is i mean seriously a standout for me because i went into this game not knowing we were going to get a, as much of her as we are like she's this is basically her game featuring yeah. the avengers mm-hmm. yep um yep. and she's basically she, she's the entire heart of the story she is which is funny because i'm not a big fan of that type of power maybe you guys like the mr fantastic uh, style yeah. powers yeah yeah, I mean, I, I like the way I like her movement. Like, um, she almost does kind of like a hop because she can obviously stretch her limbs out. So, like, yeah, she stretches her legs out. And she kind of does this like wide leap. I, I actually yeah, like sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get the momentum going, it actually kind of feels nice hopping from platform cool. to platform. And if you hit X right when you land and you jump again, it's yep. like you're it. You just can't stop. Like yeah. the momentum just carries you. It's so exactly. cool. Yeah. Derek, you had mentioned because we talked about the announcement for Spider Man just coming to PlayStation. Um. Do you, Derek, first of all, have you played this at all? And do you think that they're going to utilize a lot of the systems they use for her stretchy arms for Spider-Man? They're just going to utilize a lot of that existing stuff? Um, I've only played, like, I think now an hour and a half. Um, I'm not far. I'm I'm where, it's not really a spoiler, but I'm where you start the mission from the beta where you're, you're Bruce Banner. Okay. Yes. You're with, you're with yeah. Kamala. So yeah, I've only done, like, a couple of missions. Yeah, I've only done a couple of missions. But I've also, I did, in the beta, I did that mission. So I know what, what that mission has in town right. as well. But um, I, I, I think using Kamala, as far as, like, her movement stuff, is good. I know with Spider-Man, and I think, uh, I haven't used her yet, except for the initial first battle, but Black Widow. Yeah, the grapple, yeah. Yeah. A grapple, so I think what they're gonna do is just have Spider Man use that that type of movement. Okay, that, yeah. they, that they use for for um, Black Widow. Okay. But I think um, as far as my impressions of the game so far, and I told Tim this off the air. I just I didn't say whether it was good or not. He just asked, "Was it good enough? Like, would you want to buy it again?" And I'm like, "Ah." Eh. I don't have that feeling. Like I bought it once on Steam. I don't know if I want to buy it again because I think I have a feeling this game's going to be like Anthem to me, and that means. And I I just made fun of Anthem last week, so let me explain <laughs> what that means. Uh-uh. I'm not tearing this game down. I thought Anthem's story, except for one part of it, which I thought was really unrealistic and stupid, was really well done. Outside of that, I had zero interest to come back to that game. And I'm not just blaming it on like Destiny type gamers that are like the end game sucks. I didn't even try to even care about the end game. Me neither. <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't. After I finished the story, I was there was no part of me that was like, oh, this game's like Destiny. I want to keep playing it. Actually, all it did was go, hey, it's like Destiny. I want to go play Destiny. And so that's <laughs> kind of kind of what I feel like Marvel's gonna be. I understand Marvel doesn't play like Destiny. It's not a shooter. Yeah. But I have a feeling I'm going to get through the story, enjoy the story, and sh- enjoy the upgrading my character, making myself more powerful. But it ultimately, it's just going to lead me back to, oh, I'm just going to want to go play Destiny. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, in two months, I'll have new content for Destiny. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to hook me where I'm going to want to play in-game or, uh, or care about Spider-Man, which we talked about that on the podcast. Well, you'll have access to it because I have it on PS4 now, so you can right. try it out. Well, that's if we're friends, Tim. What yeah, if we might not be friends time? anymore. That's exactly. true. Yeah, could be There's falling out like... between here and episode 33. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, or whatever. <laughs> overall, I think it's a quality game. I do want to say this based off of what like, Jeff and some of you guys were saying. I never understood the hate either. Like, I, don't, I, still, I still see it in these bigger groups. Like, almost every post now, and if you guys don't believe me, just go in there. Yeah. You don't think I'm like being delusional. Almost every post after this game launched was, "Oh my god, this game is better than I thought." "Oh my god, this game is good." "Oh my god." And it's like, "Why are you guys surprised?" Like, I want you to look at what this game is. It is made by Crystal Dynamics. Like to me, if that's like to, I won't say they're as good as Naughty Dog, but that's like Naughty Dog saying they're going to make a DC game. Mm-hmm. Nobody would be like Mm, I don't know. Like I should say, let me let me be a little more clear. That's like Naughty Dog saying I'm going to make a DC game, but it's going to be like Destiny Light type game. It's yeah. going to be a games for service. Nobody would go into it going. They would be upset about the games for service, but they would trust that Destiny would make a it good would. game. Yeah. I'm really surprised by how many people did not trust that Crystal Dynamics can make a good game. Dude, I think people forget about the Tomb Raider games, honestly. Yeah, I completely forgot, like for real. Like, I don't know how that's possible, but I yeah. just think it's, it's, and I see it all the time. It's group think, and it's this a few people have, find something to complain about, and then other people are like, yeah, 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 I agree with that. And they never play the beta, they never watch yeah. videos, they just say this game is garbage, and then it gets this mantra that this game is garbage. I think Anthem, I brought that up earlier, is a good example of it. I do not in any way think Anthem is a garbage game. I might make it, but it's not an actual trash game. I just think that people, again, didn't like certain things that Bioware did, and they've now decided, oh, well, then this game's trash. And then people that didn't play it heard that it's trash, so therefore they just say on every post it's trash. Right. So I think that's what happened in this game. I think before it released, it was already, I won't say doomed, because I still think it's going to sell really well. It will. Um, but in the in the hardcore gaming scene, it was like doomed as far as you cannot come out and say that you are happy that this game exists. It's happening mm-hmm. even like NBA 2K21. You cannot compliment NBA 2K games anymore because they have now created this monster that this is a gambling sim. So if you go in any of those groups and you compliment that game or that franchise, it gets a ton of hate. Yeah, they'll, they'll get Funny it. They'll thing is, even though it gets a ton of hate, there's a ton of people still playing it. And that's what I think is going to happen in this game. I think it gets a ton of unearned hate. Now that people are playing it, they're now feeling the need to fight against all those people that created this narrative of what this game was that is not even accurate. And now they're saying, hey, by the way, if you actually play this game, it's good. Now go yeah. check out all those reviewers that you like. They're also saying, hey, I'm pleasantly surprised by this game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah this is one of those solid, like, oh, I wasn't expecting much. This game is a solid eight, eight and a half out of ten type of a thing. Like, a lot of people are giving it that, and that's I'm getting that similar vibe. I honestly so far. even understand sixes at this point, because there are 
Yeah, yeah. There are definitely gripes that yeah. uh, I have seen myself or read on Reddit and stuff, and yeah. I totally understand. Like when you made the anthem comparison, I was like, I actually kind of see that. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. I'm not going to stop playing this game. This game has its hooks in me, but. I totally get it. I actually do get it. I, I won't fight it like some other games that I feel. So I, about. when I fired it up, I was surprised at how good it looks. I, I mean, oh, playing yeah. it on the, playing it on in 1440 on the PC. To Derek's point earlier, it runs really well and it looks. Snobby Tim, say it with a snobby Tim. <laughs> it it looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. Let them so... know that you're running at higher frames per second. Hey peasants! On Tim your... has accepted all the peas inside of them. So yeah. I, I definitely have. Wow. Uh, so anyway, it it looks really great, and of course with. Uh, it, it doesn't have ray tracing and it doesn't utilize DLSS, which Derek talked about at length, which is a really cool technology that more developers should use where it basically has the game uh, display at a higher resolution, but it's only asking the system to render it at a much lower one. It's just really cool the way that it does it. I don't understand all the bells and whistles behind it. Yeah. I just know it's cool. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't utilize that either. So that's a bummer. I, I think they should. That being said, it looks really pretty, but like I said, I bought the PS4 version and started it up over there, playing on my base PS4. Yes, on a 4K TV that has HDR enabled, but you know, take it or leave it with how good that HDR is out of the base PS4. Mm-hmm. I still think it looks really great. Like it does. it's a little bit noticeably less details in some textures, but honestly, it's not that much. So um, it's really, really pretty. I enjoyed. I think it looks great. I think the facial animation stuff. It takes me right back to Tomb Raider. Like some of the faces actually look like Laura Croft. Yeah. The one, the one doctor looked like Laura Croft to me. Oh yeah, uh, Monica. Yeah, Monica yeah. looks so much like Laura Croft to me. Um, but uh, but anyway, I, I thought the visuals looked great right out of the gate. I loved that whole opening kind of carnival that she's at. Um, that big celebration day A-day. for the. Yeah, yeah, the, the whole A-Day event thing that's going on. I thought that looked great. And the explosions on the bridge during that first encounter was really cool. Um, so I just think visually it looks great. Uh, I also like, and then Dan, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this too. I, I, I don't mind the aesthetic stuff that you can purchase or you know earn mm. in-game, whether it's new outfits for your characters or whatever. I, I think yeah. it's cool that the gear upgrades your stats. And yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to reflect what they look like, but then you can go and upgrade or update what they look like with costumes and stuff. What do you yeah. think about the way they're handling that stuff? Um, I mean, the microtransaction stuff in general, I think, is kind of annoying. It, it, it seems like there's a lot of that going on in this game, but does it mm-hmm. does it take away from the game? I mean, no, there's still stuff you can unlock. Um, mm-hmm. You do get currency when you're playing the game if i'm not mistaken there's a couple there's a couple of different currencies right i think yeah there's like Um, the green i don't know what they're called but like the green kind yes uh, yes. is the one you can use to buy up uh, gear and uh you know you know whatever the costumes yeah yeah yeah. why did that word elude me i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah. but like you can you can still unlock things through the game you don't you don't have to go and pay extra for it no but the prices are really steep um, yes yes for, for what they're offering it's like 14 bucks or 15 yeah. bucks for like one costume um, it's whoa yeah it's it's insane but it's optional so whatever yeah it is it, <laughs> it does is. it's not like it's not like if you're playing a multiplayer game and like it's pay to win where you're buying like extra like weapons that are stronger than somebody who's earning it slowly in the game it's not like no it's like just that, like so. do you want hulk to wear a fedora and a hat and yeah, a suit absolutely <laughs> you know? but it costs a lot of money so yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, no, th- this game, I mean, like, again, 
This is why I went on that rant a couple episodes ago where I was like, everybody needs to cut the crap and stop expecting things in life. Like, <laughs> they they saw this game. It looked a little rough around the edges because it was the first time they were showing it. The game wasn't done. So then everybody's just like, well, my opinion is concrete. And I obviously know 100% about everything about yeah. this game. And I'm just going to assume X, Y, and Z. And it's like, and then even when the beta came out, a beta is it's a beta that's what it is it's not the final yeah. game but everybody... they were testing more of the servers than how it looked yeah. well it, you can like, tell it wasn't finished because i watched so i watched a video of there's a boss battle kind of in that mission that derek was talking about where you're controlling abomination well okay all right we'll, we'll just oh, say it yeah sorry. there's a boss battle with <laughs> there's a boss battle with abomination you should it's cut real... that out you should cut that out <laughs> It's it's early in the totally game. Totally just slipped my head. Totally, it's totally very, just. It's very <laughs> early in the game. I'm it's hours early in, in the game, and it's really not a big uh, spoiler. Okay. Anyway, I watched <laughs> I watched the video of it, and I don't know if it was an early build or the beta that everyone played, but there was like no background music for that fight. There was mm. all the sound effects were there, but no background music. So when I played that fight, it has full background, this dramatic score that you would expect from a Marvel franchise when you're yeah. watching a movie or something like that. Yeah. Very dramatic, very cool, really helped fill the whole ambiance of that entire encounter. And I just, I just kind of struck me like, oh, the beta really wasn't, I think Jeff, you're the one who said this, it just wasn't a complete finished version of the game. That's why yeah. it's a beta, right? So yeah. uh, and, a lot of people are passing judgment on this early and the game didn't even have all of its pieces in place quite and, yet. And to be fair, this final release has been a little chuggy. Like I was, um, oh, yeah. I was watching the Easy Allies do their like group stream and the four yep. of them were trying to like, for the first like 25, 30 minutes of like that two hour video, like they were just struggling to actually get all four people together in a match. But I um, should mention real quick, I had some issues on the PC build. There's a few issues real quick that I just wanted to mention. One of them was this insane frame rate drop where, and it, and it took so long to catch up. The game eventually just crashed. Okay. Um, I was going <laughs> that to happen, the, that happened once for me uh, during a cinematic. Okay. Yeah. It happened for me yeah. when I was actually in, there's a sequence where you're sneaking through sewers, trying not to be spotted towards the beginning of the game. And oh, it happened. Man, and it happened right there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so and it never caught up, eventually crashed. It happened to me one other time during a battle. So it's two times when I'm actually playing the game that it crashed on me. Um, That's super early for that to happen, too. So it's like, oh, well, I guess I can't do this one. And the other thing I noticed on the PC version is it did go out of no... I think it was trying to cut to a little cutscene during one of the early missions when you get to the mission format, and the screen just went black, and I could hear everything, but nothing visually showed up. And so I tried to all kinds of different things, changing the resolution settings to, to not close the game out, but event and even tried photo mode and popped out of there to see if I could trigger the, the visuals to, to come back on and it didn't work. I had to close it yeah. out. So I have not had that on the PS4, but I've only played it for like an hour yeah. on the PS4. And that's yeah. I, the, the thing that I had with the PS4, I thought I was going to have to delete my save at one point. I was very, I was very worried because I've, People have been talking about game breaking uh, uh, issues. Well, um, I want to talk about saves real quick, and I think it's because it's like Destiny on the PC. There's actually on none of the versions are there like save files, right? That's just attached. Yeah, it's, it's attached to save. Profile. In, yeah. I mean, honestly, it feels like a Nintendo move with Pokemon. It's like this is your save, and you have to delete everything in order to to play it again or to go mm -hmm. back even to do early missions, which is weird. Yeah. Like, there's no option to go back and replay early missions like from the story mm -hmm. which is very odd to me that you can't do that um the only way to do that is to log in as a different profile on your play on your uh device so whether it's steam or your 
PlayStation Network or whatever. So this is just me at my place. So it's like yeah, I'm I, not going to do that. You know, I feel like that's a pretty big miss. Like if we're talking about yeah. some gripes, like to me that's a pretty big just user friendliness miss. It doesn't really affect what it's like in the game when you're experiencing it. It's just more, one yeah. of those things in the menu. You're looking around like, where's my new game option? Where's my load file? Or, you know, I feel like that's that. kind of a mistake on uh, on Crystal Dynamics and of to, to treat this game like it is Destiny when it's it is there's Destiny elements, but it's not Destiny. It's like right, you know, like there's missions. You know, like you kind of have to do different load points or select uh, like a chapter select screen or something. Well, uh, so it's funny with Steam. I was trying to start the game over uh, to show my kids from the beginning. I was like, hey, we can almost play this together. We'll pass the controller. We'll watch it like a movie. It's really cinematic. It's cool. And yeah. I couldn't figure out how to start a new game uh, on the PC. And I even went as far as to try to just delete the save files. I found where the folder was. But Steam, with its awesome cloud service, restores them like instantly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. there's no way for me to do it. I couldn't do so it. the yeah. Destiny comparison, we keep bringing it up. So for me personally, like opposite of Derek, like I, I would rather play a game like this because one, I think third person perspectives are infinitely better than first person perspectives. That's why I play division two over destiny. Honestly. Um, and also that's like, that's not popular opinion, but yeah, exactly. And, and I think like an action game or action adventure game is more interesting than a first person shooter. So like just what this game actually is like how you play it and, and what it is for me, perspective wise and the camera and so on and so forth. Um, is just more interesting. Um, and then the combat, it, le- it does actually, so, cause when we played the beta, I said it, some of the characters, sometimes they feel a little samey. Yeah. And now that I'm actually playing through it and I went through like the first kind of like main area after that area that um, mm-hmm. we had mentioned with Bruce. Yep. Um, definitely Kamala feels different than the Hulk. For sure. So, yeah. like, and, and again, it has, they have upgrade trees. So like mm-hmm. there's different moves that they learn. I love and, those skill trees, dude. I love them. Exactly. Yeah. So, There's so much more in depth in the beta. Almost like the beta was again wasn't a full game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> almost like it was in beta. So even though like the combat can maybe feel a little repetitive, you can say that about almost like literally any game, anyways. So I think there's some really cool strategies. And right at the beginning, yeah. they give you enemies that some have shields and some are ranged, and they have right. all kinds of things right out of the gate so to force the, you to. Yeah, you got to. Dude, when you upgrade, oh man, some some characters become that you play become OP rather quickly. Like. uh Iron Man. Once you get rockets, it's game. O- it's game over for your enemies. Dude. What, do you like, just target everything automatically? <laughs> yeah. or? Uh, no, not just that. It's just rockets take off so much damage, oh, and, okay. uh, and it's just the the strong uh, attack with the rockets happens faster. Yeah. So you can disarm the shield guys rather quickly. And so, combining so that Jeff... with the gear, right? Because you get gear in the game that has like a power level to it. So. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then, Jeff, let me ask you then: uh, Who, which character do you like using the most? As we get ready to, we got to start wrapping this up here pretty soon. Right? Um, Iron Man is is ridiculously fun to play as. I love flying around to each enemy and beating the snot out of them. It feels so good. You just like um, Nolan North doing the voice. That's what you like. That, oh, man, he says all I do is win, win, win all the freaking time. It's so <laughs> annoying. Uh, no, I actually love his performance against uh, uh, against Hulk. Uh, you know how they they have this history. Yeah, uh, tumultuous history uh, because of you know the, the story that unfolds and stuff. Oh, um, by the way, Troy Baker. Right. I'm sorry, but Troy Baker says he yeah. calls Kamala kiddo, and I yeah almost choked up a little. I mean, I didn't want to choke up, but oh, I was man. just like, oh man, he called her kiddo, Joel. He's like, oh, sorry, wrong game. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, right here. <laughs> 
um i think i like hulk so far but i've only used he's actually become my least favorite like has he okay it's him and then uh kamala and i haven't uh played more cap other than a day i I don't know what happens there yeah we'll find out and thor i only got a little bit more of and i love playing as him too but yeah black widow is insanely good too um Mm -hmm. i I love what she can do even though her actual superpowers it brings to the table are pretty weak but i'm glad yeah you would think so but her invisibility is awesome yeah uh and um when she pulls out her first little boss fight annihilate dudes it's great oh yeah yeah. Um her boss fight with Taskmaster is really great. Yeah, it's cool. Um that's in the that's in the demo. Everybody can go watch that actually. That's it's just in the opening. It's just in <laughs> yeah, the it's exactly. like the ep, the uh prologue. Okay. Relax everybody. She has another boss fight when she oh, and her mission when she comes back into the fray uh-huh. is my favorite mission in the game. It's so cool. Oh, it's nice. such a sneaky return. It's so cool. All right. Um and her boss fight there is really cool. Uh but yeah, uh, I love her fighting style. It's just faster than everybody else. Everybody else kind of feels sluggish because they're carrying a lot of weight around, especially uh you know, Stark has the armor. Thor just hits harder and slower. Yeah. Well, I do um, love the way Hulk jumps around. So, like in that first yeah. mission, you get a sense of how these are going to be. I think Derek, you described it. You compared it to Destiny because it's got some open area ish designs to yes. the levels and stuff. What and so, Star Wars Fallen Order should have done too. Yeah, this totally. is what they should have done. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have any open areas. It's crazy that they didn't do that, even though they Not did. Not like this, Tim. Not like it's it's crazy that they didn't have open areas that they actually had. Anyway, so Hulk, when you <laughs> when you jump around with them, dude, it reminds me of a little bit like Ultimate Destruction, which yeah, nothing's no, gonna quite compare to that game. Like I looked up some videos of that too to be like, Am I crazy? Is this game not yeah. that good? But even just watching a video of it, you could tell running around, controlling Hulk, bouncing off buildings, throwing helicopters, yeah. like that's what you want to do as Hulk. And this game does a pretty good job as you bound around to feel like Hulk a little bit. A little Absolutely. Bit, so. So, uh, Teague, do you think this is a game that you're going to keep playing or are you going to do you think it's like, hey, I, I know what this is and I'm and I'm not going to keep playing it? Well, I, I bought the $80 version, so I'm going to force myself to play more to see if I like it. Um, but, yeah, I, I so far for what I've played, it, it is quality. I like mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't not played it a lot because I think it's trash. I think it's a good game from what I've played. So yeah, I think uh, I'll at least get through the story. I don't yeah. know how long the story is, but I'd I've like heard it's like 10, 12 hours. Uh, yeah, so it's, so it's like longer though. I don't know. Hmm. It's probably about as long as Control, and I thought that was perfectly timed. So yeah, okay. I'll do it. I guess it depends on how distracted, if at all, you get by the side mission stuff. Because I think once that map starts to open up, you can go a lot of. Different I do ways. enjoy playing some of those. Some of those that are for sure like bigger than just one room i enjoy right. yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i see myself putting some good time into this at the very least to get through the story and then not unlike what i did with call of duty i might experiment a little bit with some of the multiplayer stuff see if i can play a few matches and fun kyle and i struggled with there's a harm room challenge we were on the last one and it was insanely difficult um oh, okay and uh we were on like we every time we would get up to eight waves or nine waves done the last wave wouldn't generate and it, yeah. it drove us crazy. Like it was, it was like, all right, well, I guess the game's just broken then. It, that kind of oh, sucks. Like that does suck. Yeah. So you, yeah, it's, not, I mean, it's not like you got overwhelmed at the end. It was like the game. Oh, no, we died several times and revived each other and whatnot. But like Ugh. reviving has happened super fast. By the way, I, I do love that about this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we beat everybody. We were almost near the end for crying out loud. And, and like to to not see another wave 
generate. It was so frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. th- so I would just urge people to be cautious when they play some uh, well, some right. areas. Just read the Reddit for this game and see the, the issues people are having. The, that yeah, these kind common. of games that have this kind of connectivity, uh, you know, yeah. with the online and stuff, that's just what happens in the beginning. The online yep. woes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I remember Division 2 when it first came out, I was getting so frustrated with some missions because they were just, I mean, they were just ridiculous, some of the enemies. Um, and then like they patched it later and then it and then it fixed the everything like it fixed literally every problem i had yeah, so still by the way that game is still amazing and fun to play people should play division two if they haven't i agree completely yeah, there's some missions game. later in the expansions that i'm like oh boy i can't beat this i guess i'll just quit <laughs> it's yeah. like the final mission and i'm like oh do we know if this is crossplay or <laughs> it is definitely not so that's one thing okay. i looked up was like hey i wonder if 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 I go ahead and get the PS4 version, can I let my, one of my kids use the Steam version? If Derek's yeah. not online, like nope, there's no cross-play, no cross-save. Even though you can sync it up with your Square Enix account, it mm. doesn't do anything for you in terms of bringing save files Great. over or anything. Sweet. So that is a big miss. Who knows if that'll change in the future? I mean, games like Rocket League added that way after launch, so mm. anyone could. It's just a matter yeah. of will they. This game is supposed to last for years. I, I would imagine yeah. that's their goal. So I, I hope they do. I really, I do really do. They did confirm, like, if you bought it on Xbox One, you'll get to play it on the Series X. Yeah. If you bought it on PS4, you'll have it on PS5. So that's good. So cross generation, yes. Cross play, cross save. At the moment, no. That's a hard. Well, right. So, I'm on the PS4 version. So if there's anything, if there's like multiplayer stuff, I don't know what you guys are playing. Well, Tim, you said PS4, right? So. Yeah, dude, let's totally play. And Jeff, you're on there too, right? We should totally. Yeah, I'm on PS4. Yeah, we should totally try that. And by the way, the reason I bought it, and I have to admit at least a little bit of wrong here in my, what I said a couple weeks back, um, it absolutely influenced my decision knowing that Spider-Man's coming. And I thought, what oh, if, yeah. <laughs> what if <laughs> I love this game and I keep coming back to it, I, I'm going to want Spider-Man, right? And even my, yeah. even my son, without being prompted, I didn't even say anything. He goes, well, it's Avengers, where's Spider-Man? And so I was like, of course. crap, I'm going to have to get the PS4 version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I have you to know what's really cool? I have to mention this uh, before we, uh, you know, wrap it up. Uh, but uh, so next, starting next month, they're going to release like one character, one new character oh, yeah. with when a, their Hawkeye own story. So next month is Kate Bishop Hawkeye, who is right. voiced by Ashley Birch. Um, and, uh, and, then, and then Clint Barton Hawkeye is November. And I think T'Challa, Black Panther is December. I mean, that's going to be. They should have moved him, moved his up. They actually were going to announce him like three days ago or whatever, and then they were like, "People will probably just see this as like a cash yeah. grab." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. They, they switched okay. it to Kate Bishop, who was already yeah. done. Which yeah. we should um, say we didn't even acknowledge that, but that's one of the more yeah. shocking and legitimately depressing and just heartbreaking. Yeah, I just an, I was at a loss. I couldn't believe that. I was hearing well, that. because uh, he didn't tell anybody. Nobody was knew. hearing, yeah, that Chadwick yeah. Boseman passing away from colon cancer, yeah. which by the way, he filmed, I believe it's three of his four appearances as Black Panther while battling it, I believe. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he, I think he filmed Civil War before he was diagnosed. But the rest yeah, because that yeah, cause that came out in 2016. So right. he would have started filming that in 2015. So I think the other ones, though, the other Avengers movies as well as his Black Panther movie were all filmed while being treated for stage so... three. He was diagnosed at stage three, and then of course it advanced to stage four and and beyond. So um, horrible yeah. news that was devastating. But boy, what a legacy to leave behind! Just kind of universally loved by everybody. Um, he was fantastic. So yeah, he seemed like a genuine guy. Yeah, quite a, yeah, quite a is. loss. And he's good in other stuff. If you haven't watched some of his other movies, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. Jackie Robinson. Uh, I love that. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that was a great one. So anyway. Um, all right, well, that wraps us up for this week. Um, 
really enjoying Marvel Avengers. We'll see if that carries over to the next time we talk. But until then, Jeff, Dan, Derek, thank you dudes for staying up late to talk. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for having me in junk. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Speaking of junk, you know that Hamilton? Uh... Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh... Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! (laughs) Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.